and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the best show on earth aka kicking it with clayton i'm your host clayton thomas and you're kicking it with clayton. kicking it with clayton. that's all y'all say clayton what's what the fuck is going on <laughs> let's try this again yeah greatest show on earth it's the greatest show on earth you're kicking it with one of the best hosts on the planet it's clayton thomas you're kicking it with clayton. kicking it with I'm feeling incredible. I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be back home. Uh, last week, I missed the show because I was out of town on tour, and uh, KP and Lulu held it down. Great hey. job, Lulu. Great job, KP. Let me tell you something, KP. I got a little beef. Well, first of all, before I get into the beef, allow me to introduce one of the best sidekicks on the planet. Could not have the side without the kick. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, he's so Hollywood because he's Hollywood KP. Damn. Make noise. Woo! How are you, man? And you know what? Uh, I'm getting better. Are was, you getting better? I was sick all week. What man. was it? Well, how did you get sick? Man? I don't know what happened. You know, I was. I, I thought I was dead That's all week. Crazy. You know, but I'm, I'm cool. I'm getting there. I'm like 95 percent now. Here, you can have this mic back. Oh, now that we got the mics fixed. How do you <laughs> swing this around? I had my whole mic situated and put together. It's cool. Now look, you man. did. Damn. Now I still can't. All right, here. There we go. Now, now I'm solid. Uh. <laughs> You know what I just realized? I went through my Venmo earlier today, and I realized you owe me $20. You know how I know you owe me $20? Because we were going to do the podcast at your crib, and I was like, all right, cool. Let me send you this $20-something for snacks. And oh, you were like, all yeah. right, bet, but send it to Brandon. I'm like, all right, cool. The only reason I know that is because I paid Aaron today for the flyer for the <laughs> uh -huh. show. And I was like, huh, never got that 20 which is even crazier because I paid $30 to get into KP's party, did not go, but I wanted to support my friend. But let me tell you something. That remember, I don't my Vimeo don't work. Your Vimeo don't work, right? My so Vimeo which is work. why I sent it to Brandon, which oh, means you so still no no no, brother. You so Brandon owned no, it. No, no, because he probably spent that on snacks. <laughs> I guarantee but not we not seeing show. that. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go around the room. I have some amazingly beautiful young ladies. I want to start to the very far right. What is your name? What do you do? And how can we find you? Straight into that mic. Hi, uh, I'm Alicia, and uh, I'm an estate manager. That's what I do. And um, 
you can find me on Instagram at Electric Alicia. Electric Alicia. I like yeah. that. Very solid. Uh, hello, what is your name? Uh, how can we find you? What do you do? Yeah. Hi, I'm Mac Trey. I'm from Alaska originally. I'm a rapper out here. What? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at M-A-C underscore T-R-E-S. What? I like yeah. that. Mac. Mac. That's dope. That's actually a hard uh, name. It seems like it is. She, she, she rap and rock. It's like rock rap. Rock yeah, rap. Yeah, okay. riot rap. Riot rap, I like yeah. that. So let me ask you this now. You are white. Yes. yes I am. Are you Latin, Alicia? Me? Yeah. Oh, are yeah, you? I am. Well, I'm half Mexican, half white. So. Okay, cool. So here's the thing. Uh, let me say this right now. KP is the best guy ever. However, <laughs> a lot of my black fans are going to be angry. There are no black women in here today because we have two... Well, we have one solid white girl, and uh -huh. we have no. a half Latin and a half white woman, <laughs> and we happen to have an Asian, who I will introduce right now. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my very good friends. She's incredible. She's a model. She's acting. She, there are very few things that she cannot do. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Babis. Make some noise. Yeah. I can name three things Hi, Jenny can't do. Okay. Oh, you can name three things? We'll reach stuff that's, in, that's on like shelves. That's a stuff, fact. She's <laughs> hella short. Y'all can't see her right now, but Jenny's about 410. Jenny yeah. is a solid four, five. Five and a half. Four yeah. ten. You're really four ten. Get a couple extra more inches. Because without the heels, people don't realize you are almost a midget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, I right four, into the mic. Four ten is a dwarf. Four ten is a dwarf. Yeah, so I'm technically considered a dwarf. Well, oh, you are one of the most man. beautiful dwarfs. I have. Yeah, she, she the <laughs> baddest <you>. dwarf <laughs> that has <laughs> ever been. You're the baddest dwarf in the business. Definitely. So now back to you, KP. Uh, the beef. So uh, you have all these beautiful women, which we're so honored to have you guys. Where are the Nubian queens? The, the two black girls that mm -hmm. I had uh, booked on for today, mm -hmm. they flaked last minute. I can't believe that you're saying. I, well, I'm sorry. I'm not, even, I'm not even shocked. Wow. I'm not even let me just Why know. would you say you're not shocked? <laughs> because I want to hear it. These are the views <laughs> and opinions of Hollywood KP, not of Clayton I, Thomas. I thought Kate we were in this together. Oh, no, brother. <laughs> I you are on your all. own. I thought we all went. Hey, man, I'm not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in charge of having the beautiful women. Uh, well, true. But, you know, look, I, I try to bring them as often as I can. Mm -hmm. uh, but they find numerous reasons mm -hmm. to just not show up. I'll tell you this. I have a request for coming weeks. I would like to see some big, beautiful women. Not as far as big? You mean? Yeah, I want some big, round, curvaceous, uh, not society-bred, uh, beautiful, big women. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Where do I look <laughs> for those? I don't... <laughs> I don't know where to go. Are you saying you don't know where to find? I do not know where to find uh, a robust. Get, get, anyway, woman. how was your week, man? Catch me up. You got sick. How'd you get sick? I got sick. I don't know how. I was on, in bed rest uh, mm -hmm. for three straight days, but I was able to watch Sabrina, which okay. was a great show. Uh, Haven't so seen it yet. You should. It's, it's actually it's pretty, pretty good. good. It's, I think I like it better than. Riverdale? The, the original. No, I don't watch Riverdale. Oh, you tripping, brother. You got to watch Riverdale. No, nah, nah, I don't miss Riverdale. Uh -huh. Have y'all seen the original Sabrina? Yeah. yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Sabrina the Teenage... Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, yeah. You seen that? Melissa Joan Hart actually followed me on Twitter before I deleted my Twitter. Why? Because she. I guess she was a fan of mine. Why? How? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How does well, Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart just find you to become a well, fan? Well, first of all, let's let's back up. Let's not act like Clayton Thomas is not succeeding. Okay, <laughs> let's not do that. But uh, Melissa Joan Hart definitely was following your boy. And the weird part was she followed me, 
and I, I messaged her like, hey, thank you so much for following me. I'm a huge fan. And she never responded. And I'm like, come on, Melissa Joan Hart. She, she don't care. She she probably accidentally, she probably like, oh, I like whatever he got going. And then just didn't respond to your yeah, boy? that was it. Thanks for making me feel good, KP. Hey, anyway, man. ladies and gentlemen, we got a caller. We got to go straight to the caller right now. Welcome, caller. You're kicking it with Clayton. Who am I talking to? You talking to Ida Rodriguez. Oh, Ida! Everybody makes some noise for one of the best comedians on the planet. She's also a family member of mine. She's hilarious. She's gorgeous. Super talented. Ladies and gentlemen, Ida Rodriguez. Hey, 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 hey. It's so funny. I, I, it's so funny to watch you, um, to hear you and watch you talk about the awesome things that are happening in your life and then people around you hating on you saying, no, I'm not. Thank you. Do you hear this? The hate, Ada? <laughs> Listen, what they don't know is that when you got here, you used to wear a teenage, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch t-shirt every day. I used to rock them shirts. You understand me? I like them character shirts. Oh, (laughs) man. That's crazy to me. You know? Wow. So, um, it doesn't, it does not surprise me that she's following you on, um, on Twitter. But one thing that you should know is that Akela, my daughter, who is a family member of yours went to school with her little sister. What? And so when Akela was around you, you know, all that all that stuff you used to say, inappropriate things you used to say around my kids, they probably took that back to school. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh. I've always been very yeah. inappropriate so talking. Bad influence, basically. Well, here's the thing, because my thing is like I'm the best kind of uncle ever because I want them to be exposed to what is going to be heard in the world. So I'll always yeah. be cussing or talking about I was telling their son Omar, hey man, we gotta go to the strip club. And he'd be like, uh, I'm sixteen. I'm like, Well, when you get older. But uh <laughs> so, well, funny, you were so young when you got here that Oh yeah. They you went from like they they say that's my brother. I love them. They are amazing. I had Omar shooting for me for a while, and I know he uh, works on Fridays, but I definitely got to get him back in the building. So my question of the day is that I would like to start with you, Ada. Question of the day. If you had superpowers, what would they be? If I had superpowers, I would want to be a... I used to think that it was that I wanted to be able to fly, Mm -hmm. but um, after I saw a jumper, I want to be able to become invisible so I can rob the biggest banks in the world. <laughs> so you want to be able to be invisible and be able to teleport out of the scenario? Absolutely. Jumper made me, I was like, I could be rich if I could do that. I used to think it was flying, but I was like, that's lame because I, I could travel. I yeah. could get on an airplane and do that. But if I could be invisible, if I could become invisible, I could catch these dudes cheating. I could do oh, everything I man. wanted to do in life. I would just set it off. I love that she went straight you know to catch it and got you. Right. Can you see a gun, just a gun just moving and you don't know why in the air and if that's my hand? That would be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be extremely awesome. terrifying for anybody who's not invisible. <laughs> Ada, thank you so much for calling in. I want to get you on the show. Text me. I love you, girl. I love you, too. All right. So, question of the day, if you had superpowers, what would they be? The number to call in is 323-879-4445. You know why I keep looking at you, Wise? Wise is my amazing videographer. Come come closer, man, because I don't know how to how your scenario is, and I hate being shot from the side. Oh, so, just man. yeah, just post up right there, and then we'll just go. Can <laughs> we talk about and you and these Sabrina the Teenage Witch shirts, though? Hey, brother, let me tell you something. I Who had, was buying those for you? Well, first of all, Target has an amazing supply, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Target Who? has everything. She was on the shirt? 
I mean, you know, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, go around the room. Let me start with Alicia. What superpowers would you have if you had superpowers? Oh, um, I would probably like teleport mm. or have you guys ever seen that movie? Uh, Things like Jumper or something like that, where you look at a picture and then you can go to wherever that destination is. That's literally what Ada just said. She just said the same thing. <laughs> exact right? same conversation. Did we you just not had. hear that's, the call we just had? I mean, that's kind of no. Actually. Oh, she can't hear it. Oh, <laughs> actually, that makes sense. Yeah. Let me go around the room, ladies and gentlemen. You got Clayton Thomas. You're kicking it with Clayton. You got your boy KP. You got Jenny. You got Mac. What is it? Trey. Mac Trey. I wanted to say Mac Trey. We got Mac Trey, and we got Alicia in the building. We got the super producer engineer of the year. We got my man Darren on the ones and twos, the videographer. We got my man Waz. So, as we go back around, KP, what would your superpowers be? Everybody is taking mine now. Oh, you I came just here teleport? prepared. Yeah, I came mm. ready for teleport. I'm like, everybody's going to say fly, and everybody's mm. going to say super strength. And I'm like, I'm the only, I'm only one that's going to be want to be like Nightcrawler mm. and teleport. But everybody taking it now. You know what? Mine would actually be, I would like super speed. I would like super strength and vulnerability. Okay. And uh, invulnerability to anything, whether that be pain, disease, sickness, any of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would... Yeah, those would be it. I think that's enough. Three solid superpowers <laughs> would be like, fine. Enough, right. What would you be, like uh, Jenny? I'm, I'm Superman. Let's talk about it. So, Jenny, what would you be? I would be invisible. Um... For the crazy girlfriend reasons. Why are every so you, woman... So, so you can't lie to me. Like, I, I will catch you. So why not have the ability to nobody to be able to lie to you exactly. instead of wanting See? to be invisible? Yeah. I've never heard of that superpower. Well, yeah. you create. It, it's what? all kind of superpower. Yeah. What? You can make one? Yes, you can make a superpower. Oh, wow. Any superpower you can think of has already been written oh, in Oh, like that, yeah. that um, truth rope? What is it called? Oh, the lasso yeah, of truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love oh, talking to women who rope. aren't in the comic books don't and they always it. say something don't like that. I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh my superpowers are definitely succinct i want all of those give it to me mac trey what would yours be right into that mic either being able to read people's minds mm -hmm. but like only when i wanted mm. so that i wouldn't just always hear people's thoughts yeah or being able to change like people's reactions to things so being able to like manipulate them into doing what you want them to do i like that see that's yeah. real crazy ex-girlfriend stuff <laughs> Uh-oh, what was that, KP? I don't know if that was me or not. I think oh. it was you. That's crazy. <laughs> KP, you tripping, brother. Uh, oh, man. So as I, as I continue this, I'm in a really good... First of all, let's back up. Last week, I'm listening to the show. Lulu did an incredible job. KP did a great job. And I, I started to see a rhythm of something that was going on that was very, very disrespectful. And that was the continuation of kicking it with Lulu. I said, y'all just going to let this happen? Oh, yeah. That was that was uh, Darren and Lulu. They came oh, with Darren ideas. did it too? Yeah, they, they was like, you know, that would be dope if we just today, since Clayton not here, let's just do kicking it with Lulu. Wow. I wasn't in full support of it. You know I what? Like, I can hear in your shot. voice you weren't in full support I of it. Darren, you red bastard. I can't believe you sold me out like this. Wise, I'm not blaming you because you held the camera. I didn't hear your voice in the background. But I was there, was like, yeah, yeah. He was fist pumping, though. But you know what? As I back up, KP, you did say, I actually like this better than kicking with Clayton. Didn't you say that? Oh, no, no. Because when we, when we took a break one of the times, yeah. Lulu was like, yo, can you back me up more? And so oh, sure. people can like, I'm like, yeah, I got you. Then okay. Tell me what to say. And then she told me to say something along those lines. Let like, me tell you something. You. you are one of the greatest liars of all time. <laughs> You are so great at lying that it blows my mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome a gentleman into the room. That is my special guest for today. This brother is an accomplished comedian. He's a producer. He's a director. He's a writer. Ladies and gentlemen, he's one of my very good friends. 
Kev on stage. Kevin Fredericks, make some noise. Up, Everybody what make up, noise. What yeah. what How up? are you, man? Brow, brow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I need to fill some space. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Thank you for being on the show. I am great. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's a blessing. I'm glad to be here. The studio looks amazing. Oh, brother, this is definitely. Wait till you see the pictures. We're going to take it to end. You this definitely. Man, I love it. it. I'm happy. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> let me jump right in, man. Question of the day to you, sir. If you had superpowers, what would they be? I would just like. Okay, it's like a mix of two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you and I, Nightcrawler, can teleport. Yeah. But it's only like small spaces. See what I'm saying? I need to be going anywhere ever, like all over the earth okay. at any time. So teleport, but long distances. So now, or like hypersonic flight would be kind of like the same thing. Yeah. So one of those two. I like that you use the word choice hypersonic, by the way. Yes. I'm going to give you that credit. Yeah. Now, what you don't realize is what happened before you came in the room. <laughs> What's that? What happened before you came in the room, I asked this question. First of all, Ada called in, Ada Rodriguez. Uh -huh. She calls, and I was like, what would your superpower be? She was like, I want the power to teleport like in a movie Jumper. We're like, oh, okay, cool, right? Yeah. We hang up the phone call, and then Alicia, who's at the end, I was like, hey, what would your superpower be? She was like, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen the movie Jumper? <laughs> and we like, we just heard that. Then you hear Ada say, she was like, no, I don't have on headphones. I'm like, touche. You yeah. do not have on headphones. <laughs> so she did not hear it. Yeah. So then we go around to KP, and KP was like, man, everybody taking my idea, man. I'm trying to be teleporting, man, like Nightcrawler. So I say, Kev, That's what's superpower? Airline tickets are too high. People just want to travel. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, how can I get somewhere? I don't want to help nobody. Mm -hmm. I just want to go to Dubai. I looked at the flights and I was like, whoo. Now, if I could teleport, oh, I yeah. would be there. Super free. But flying? Flying. Emirates? Mm. Oh, mm. no. Yeah. Teleporting is just so easy. Yes. Just the thought of being here and there and back in just an instant. Yes. Flying takes work. I got to get, I gotta super get up. Super speed for my thing, though. Like, for my super speed, I like that because everything else slows down. So now you have the ability to be like, huh, let me think about my next move before I do it. And you're able to change something. Like if I see somebody about to, like an old lady about to fall, I can then speed and yeah. help her before she falls. You're not about to help no old lady First of all, fall. Brother, let me tell you something about Clayton fall. Thomas. Clayton Thomas loves helping the elderly, okay? <laughs> What's the last elderly person you helped? The last elderly woman that I helped was about a year ago because I'd be driving a everywhere. Okay. Listen, all it right. was about a year ago because I drive everywhere. But when I was like walking across the street to go to the grocery store, I saw this old woman with her walker and she was going the opposite direction. So what I did was I said, let me help her. And right. I helped her cross the street and I knew it was gonna be brownie points with God because I was going the opposite way. Oh, <laughs> so man. I went back to help her. That's the type of brother I am, KP. When's the last time you helped somebody elderly, brother? Elderly? Yeah. Uh, two nights ago. Oh, what happened? I was walking to the store mm -hmm. and an elderly, no, actually I was walking to Rouse. Mm -hmm. I was in Rouse and the elderly, she couldn't reach her own self, couldn't reach the uh, something she was reaching. And she's like, oh, young man, can you? Can you give me some assistance? I mm. said, of course. Miss mm -hmm. Doubtfire, I got you. So you mean to tell me, KP, and everybody just heard this, she had to ask for you to help her, and you Ooh. saw her reaching for something. I didn't see her reaching. You just said. <laughs> I, was, I was in the middle of shopping. You can't lie. I was in the middle of shopping. You didn't say you were in the middle of shopping. You said Let you me, were going to Ralph's. I, and I was in Ralph's, and, uh -huh. I was, and I was looking for Slim Jims, so mm -hmm. I was looking very, very hard for Number them. two lie. Nobody goes to the grocery store to look for Slim Jims. It's the only right. That's only that in is. gas stations. That's, only road, that's road trip only exactly. food. Exactly. It's the only place I know that sells a 16 packs. Oh my God. Okay. 
Uh, so, buying mass quantities of Slim Jim. Slim Jim. <laughs> I've been hooked on them lately. I had one for the first time in years, like last week, and I've been on the Slim Jim. And you needed kick. sixteen of them from that point on. Sixteen packets, like about this big. So that was was that the first thing on your grocery list? <laughs> that was that was the only thing I went there for. You went to the grocery store for, for Slim, Slim Jim for Slim Jims. This is before I got sick too. I don't think that's the reason I got sick. But I think it might have contributed. Slim Jim marketing team is like really. <laughs> Wow, I didn't think anybody actually bought these. We were just making them. We were trying to switch it up. We're taking those. I heard someone bought 16 at once. Well, let's make the 16 pack. It's the first sale ever. Oh, my God. Then KP is responsible. I, ladies and gentlemen, you're kicking it with Clayton. I got my man KP, the sidekick of the century. I got the engineer, producer extraordinaire. I got my man Darren on the ones and twos. I got my boy Wise. And in the room, I have some amazing, beautiful ladies. I got Jenny. I got Mac Trey. And I have Alicia. And my special guest of the day is none other than a comedic great within himself. Oh, wow. The one, the only, Kev on stage, Kevin Fredericks. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you this question, Kev. Yes. As we're on the subject, I would like to know, how did you get here? What has been your journey to get to exactly where you are now? I called the lift <laughs> and I said, you know, it's in Hollywood. It's, the parking is just a it's, nightmare. It's horrible. Entered the address, got confused. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, man, that, I, don't, I don't think we have enough time to do the whole thing. Oh, brother, so. we have time. <laughs> you give, give us what you want me to know. Okay, I'll give right you the, 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 the great, the, the, man, I don't even know, Clayton, really. Some days I have no idea. Cause you, I don't even know where I'm going either. Mm. I'm just doing stuff, <laughs> just doing the next thing. But I had to go back in time. I started when I was 16. I did stand-up comedy for the first time. What? Yeah, 16 at a church talent show. Just mm. like every R&B artist, I got my start in the church, and then I wanted to get paid, so I had to go outside. Uh, <laughs> and if I get washed up and have to go back and do a gospel play, my career would have gone full circle. That's full circle. Uh, um, <laughs> Started at 16, then I didn't really, I messed around with it in college, but I wasn't like trying to make a career out of it. I got fired um, 2010, I believe, and then I really went hard. Whoa, whoa what's the job and how'd you get fired? Yeah, so, okay, I was working at Key Bank. Okay. I was a personal banker. What? I was the worst employee. <laughs> I'm the great interviewer, like I'll get your job. Yeah. And I think the first day people are just like, ah, he got me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they knew from the jump this wasn't gonna work, but. My biggest mistake was the area retail leader uh, manager sat down with me and asked me my dreams. Mm -hmm. And like an idiot, I told her the truth. I was like, oh man, you wanna know um, what my dreams are? Thank you, Clayton. I just feel like you're the father I never had. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know, my dad said he'd pick me up on time, but he never, he never even came. Um, <laughs> so I made the mistake of telling her the truth. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, <laughs> I wanna be an entertainer. I wanna write plays, I wanna do stand up. I'm really just working here until that shakes out. Appreciate the printer. I make color photos of my comedy show flyers. <laughs> like I really told her the truth. Yeah. She, so the next Monday, that was on Friday. On Monday, I was on a 90-day performance improvement plan, and I knew I was getting fired from that, mm. that moment. This is when the housing crisis was at its peak. Yeah. They were like, you need to do like $3 million in home loans what? in 90 days. Now, no one had equity in their house. No one in Washington could do that you know, $2 million in business loans, credit cards. So I was just like, okay, cool. So y'all can't fire me immediately. So I'll be fired in 90 days. <laughs> and lo and behold, 90 days from then I got fired. Um, then I went really hard on stand-up. I uh, did some plays in between then. The play world kind of fell apart. 
because we were like, we got really close. Tyler Perry's booking agent flew out, loved our play, and we're like, bad. He was like, you guys ready? Wait, so this is a play that you had put together yourself. Yeah, you weren't just acting in it. My friend, nah, we wrote, directed, and produced it. That's where the name The Playmakers came from, which is a group of comedians I used to make videos with. Um, so we had Tyler Perry's booking agent come, and mm -hmm. he was like, you guys are ready. You're going to go, you know, we're going to put you up in Oakland, do a two night run. What? That'll be your test. If this goes well, you'll go on tour. We're like, bad. How yeah. do we start? He was like, you know, we just need $300,000. To, to do the two night. Ooh. And at that point, it was just like, that could have been 300 million, yeah. 3 billion. Like, there was really no difference. Yeah. When you have $17 in your account, <laughs> 300,000 is so far away from that. So we were just like, all right, well, that's, you know, that's not going to work. Plus, we were in Seattle. There's no like uh, lucrative way to move a, to tour a play from mm. Seattle. You know, and if you live in Atlanta, you got the whole South and Bible Belt and all that stuff. So anyway, we're just about to quit and just be like, look, man, we're just going to raise our kids, mm -hmm. coach basketball, and just be happy. You know, we were like, God, if you can't, like, if this dream ain't real, just take the whole thing away. Yeah. Take the taste out of our mouth. Too. Mm -hmm. Don't let me think about it. I'll just raise my kids. So before that, we were like, man, let's just try YouTube. You know, YouTube people are blowing up. You yeah. know, we really can't be seen, any, you know, nationwide by doing plays from here. So we'll do YouTube. And... I kid you not, the first two videos we did, it was when the stuff girls think stuff girls do was going viral. Uh, Billy had a one, yeah, uh, yeah. Billy Sorrell's comedian, you know him? Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Billy Sorrell, um, yeah, He did uh stuff black girls say. Yeah. And that was like nine million views, which at that time was like unheard of. Unheard of. Mm -hmm. You know, now Facebook, there's a lot of people with a lot of views, but nine million views was crazy. Yeah. So we did stuff black parents say and stuff black church girls say. And immediately those went viral. What? So we were like, all right, bet, we're gonna do this. Mm -hmm. So um I had a question. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. What was what is some stuff the black girls in church say? Oh man. <laughs> the most famous ones were Is That My Note? That's a, a choir thing. Uh, -huh. uh Boop. <laughs> Boop was really high on the Boop. list. Um it's pretty much it. <laughs> those are the only two I can remember. Uh, but we did those things, and then my son wanted to get into it. His first video stuff, uh, uh, Growing Up Black, went viral. He ended up getting cast in a remake of Little Rascals. What? Yeah, we moved down here to L.A. for three months. So I was like his stage dad, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. so that was humbling. Because I was like, all right, man, you do your little videos. Mm -hmm. And then he had a movie in like three months. And I was like, wow. wow. So you just going to jump in my arena. Oh, yeah. And go straight to set. Going straight. You're to five. Set. You couldn't have dreamed of this. Yeah. You know. So uh, <laughs> we moved here for five for three months, and then at that point, when I was on set, I was I told my wife, "Look, we have to move. I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be depressed if I have to move back to Washington and live there for the rest of my life." After this. Yeah. Because after that, um, we came down here, and I started doing YouTube and work with uh, Awesomeness TV, All Right TV. Then worked at All Deaf and. Last year or this year, I did my first stand-up tour, and now I'm doing that again next year. Now here's the oh. thing: let's let's back up, man, because I know probably in your position right now, you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take too much. Set. Let me tell you something: today is about you, brother. That's number one. <laughs> number two, this show. The reason I started this show, man, I was telling KP, I said, man. I want to bring my show back. I had a, a show uh, on another network before, mm -hmm. and I was like, it was fun, but I think at that time it was just me wanting to do my own show just to have fun. Oh, let me have my celebrity friends come. And let's just right, right. This time I wanted to start doing this show for people who are like me. When I watch video podcasts or audio podcasts, my thing has always been I want to be inspired. I want to be motivated. I want to say and speak to people that 
are speaking to me. Right. Like when they're when I see their careers, when I see anything they've done that has made me be like, oh man, I can do this or I can do better. I want somebody to be able to take away something. And things that always get taken away is when you hear somebody's story. Yeah. And when yeah. you hear somebody's story, it makes you say, all right, cool. It's like how many of us have when we heard how Martin Lawrence got into stand up or Eddie Murphy, we were like, okay, cool, it's possible. Or you see somebody mm-hmm. like a uh, a Cat Williams who, you know, when he came in, he went through all of these struggles, right. and, you know, it just popped off or Mike Epps, the list goes on and on. And I wanted to give my listeners and viewers the opportunity to be able to know their favorites on a different level and right. know people that they didn't know on a level to where they're like, wow, I'm a fan of this person now hearing their story. And your story is so incredible. I don't want you to feel that you have to rush anything. You can I do. lay I, out. I, you know, I hate talking about myself. Are you serious? I hate compliments. What? I don't know what it is. People tell me, man, Kev, you did this for me. And I just be like, okay, bye. Please stop. <laughs> don't say. Like, it really makes me uncomfortable for people what? to compliment me or to talk about myself. Like I just like doing the work. The, the work. Yeah. I don't want to really like, because honestly, man, people are like, "Kev, you made it," and I'm so far from where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So it feels it, it feels like you know it feels um, you know a little early to talk about it as a like a career. You know, I hear the, you. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I understand people yeah. are like where you are now. Yeah. Now is where people want to be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it could end for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. So I get that, you know, dichotomy, and I'm going to work a couple more big words in um, <laughs> preliminary judiciary system. Preliminary judiciary, <laughs> but no, that's really the thing. Like, it's when you're doing it, you don't feel like you're doing anything. It's yeah. just like the next logical step. You know, yeah. like when I went on tour, it wasn't. And I can't even lie to you and say it was always my dream to go on tour. Like mm-hmm. I always want to do something great, but I that wasn't clearly defined. Mm-hmm. But it was only because I was touring with a couple other people and a promoter, and the promoter was like taking half of the yeah. revenue just because he had the money to front the show. But yeah. we had to do all the marketing and they were coming to see us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, if you were with um, AEG or Live Nation, they're, mm-hmm. they got marketing budget, they got deals on the venues. Like mm-hmm. the dude just, I mean, this isn't no shade. I'm just like the mathematics where he was getting half of the pot yeah. and we were getting a third of half and doing, all, but the doing all the work. Mm. So I was like, if I could figure out a way to just pay for the venues yeah. and the travel, then I can get 100% of this whole yeah. thing, you know? So as a as a man, I was just like, I'd rather go broke trying this mm-hmm. than just giving away, like, half? I don't know why I made the deal at first anyway. <laughs> but we're paying our own travel and lodging. I'm like, bro, you, like, you got little risk. And venues, also the other thing you don't understand when you're not doing it, costs aren't as much as you think they are, mm-hmm. but they are when you don't have the money. Yeah, You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So once I figured out that this was within my reach, mm-hmm. I was like, bet, I, I can do this, you know? And then when I actually released tickets and people started buying them, I was like, oh snap, this could really work. And I was able to, the most important thing was like doing it, owning it 100% Mm -hmm. and being able to put other people on that I love and respect. You know, like Tony and Tahir, amazing comedians. Mm -hmm. Like the thing is, man, when you're young or black or in Hollywood, even without being those, Mm -hmm. nobody's checking for you until they can Guarantee they're gonna make their bread. Yes, you know. So you know, people are always like, "Hey, why are you in on Netflix?" Because they're not looking for me. Yeah. You know. And if I want, if that's my only goal, everybody's on Netflix. They mm-hmm. release, and this is no shade again. In case they do want my special, I do want <laughs> you to know I will take it. But they release forty comedy specials yeah. on one day. Yeah, forty. Yes, yeah. was Adam Sandler's in that? Saturation. Was Adam Sandler's in that? And Who? Adam Sandler. No, 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 no. It was all p- people like our level. Yeah, yeah. They went to the, I think, Montreal Comedy Fest, mm-hmm. and they just shot a whole bunch of specials and released them. And you like, 
How are you even going to get seen? Yeah. And then you got the Adam Sandler's and Chris Rock's and Kevin Hart's got one coming out on there. So it's like, you know, one thing that I realized from Louis C.K. outside of the other stuff, <laughs> he went direct to his fans. Direct. And it's like, you know, it's, I want to be like the Tech Nine of comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to be crazy big. I just need to have a direct line to the people that support me. Yeah. Without the overhead, I don't need to have so much success. I don't have to have 100 tours and arenas. Mm -hmm. If I'm making 100% of the door, yeah. I can do well with like 300 seats. Mm -hmm. 500 is, is great mm -hmm. when you have very little overhead. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me, control is really important and being able to do what I want and control it, it makes you much more powerful. Because people Absolutely. are like, well, I'll come in and pay for the venue. But I'll take 30%. Well, like, I don't need you to do that. I don't need it. Because I have enough to, to pay for the venue. And then there's really nothing you can offer. So the deal has to make perfect sense mm -hmm. for me to give up anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, really, you know, important for me. And my goal is, to, at least, <clears throat> excuse me, with that tour is hopefully there's one day where I don't even have to be on it. Like mm -hmm. the tour is so respected that if you go to Real Comedians Tour 2025, you just trust that it's going to be fire. Yeah, Whoever is going to be there, you're going to be seeing people you love mm -hmm. and it's going to be amazing. And I might not have to be on there for you to have to come out. Like a Shaq all-star back in the just day. Just like that. It's like, oh, let's, the name speaks for itself. People yeah. are going to come Comedy out. Comedy Gem. Yeah. They were, it was so good. You would just go, Wildin' Out does a good job of that as well. They'll have some of your favorites, but mm -hmm. it's so, the brand is so strong. Mm -hmm. People will come out because they'll trust that it's going to be good. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I want to mm -hmm. build. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Kicking It With Clayton. You're kicking it with... Smoking on cooking the hot box. Cookie. Fucking on your bitch, she a dot dot dot. 
cooking up dope in the crock pot. pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody grip the trigger. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a oozy. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Savage. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. <laughs> My bitch is bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a oozy. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Hey. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Pull <laughs> four, I'm dropping muddy out of space. Kid, cut drink. Introduce me to your bitch's wifey. And we know she slutty. Broke a brick down, nutty, buddy. Now that nigga ducky. Don't move too fast, I might shoot you. Draco, bad and bougie. I'm always hanging with shooters. Might be posted somewhere secluded. Still be playing with pots and pans. Call me Quavo Ratatouille. Run with that set, call me boobie. When I'm on stage, show me boobies. Ice on my neck on the coolest. How about the suicide with the ooze? I pull up, I pull up, I pull up, I hop out with all of the drugs and the good luck. I'm cooking, I'm cooking, I'm whipping, I'm whipping into a rock up, let it lock up. I gave her 10 racks, I told her go shopping and spend it all at the pop up. These bitches, they fucking so dick and they busting for Instagram, get your clout up. Uh, yeah, that way. Float on the track like a Segway. Yeah, that way. I used to trap by the subway. Yeah, that way. Young nigga trap with the AK. Yeah, that way. Big Dyko, get it though, Macy. Hey. Raindrops, drop top, drop top, smoking on cooking the hot pot, cooking, fucking on your bitch, yeah, dot dot dot, cooking up dope in the crock pot, pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody, grip the trigger, nobody. Call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad. bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Bah. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Savage. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Bah. My bitch is bad and bullshit, bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Bah. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Hey. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Now Watching, I swear to God, they be my clones. Yeah. Hey. Huh? Switching my hoes like my flows. What? Switching my flows like my clothes. Yeah. Keep on shooting that gun, no reload. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Now she won't fuck with my crew. my crew. Cause the money come all out the roof. Drop the Rory, that bitch got no roof. Wait, what kind of Rory? 458. All of these niggas, they hate. They hate. Try to hide you through the gate. Look, go to strip club, make it rain. Yeah. So much money, they use rakes. They count a hundred thousand in your face. Yeah, then put 300 right in a safe. Met her today. Yeah, she talked to me like she knew me. Yeah, go to sleep in a jacuzzi. Yeah, waking up right to a two piece. Yeah, counting that paper like loose leaf. Yeah, getting that chicken with blue cheese. Yeah, boy, you so fit like my collar. You snaking. I swear to God, that be that coochie. And you know we winning. Yeah, we is not losing. Try play your song, it ain't move me. So y'all girl once that she choosing. Yeah. Raindrop, drop top, drop top, smoking no cooking the hot box. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, that that yeah. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. We can't come nothing to nothing nigga. I don't try nobody to quit the trick. That's my bestie, my bestie, my bestie. Go best friend. Nigga living TTG and everything is still on flee. Baby's rolling with me, she gon' smile cause she on flee. Hundred thousand dollars at my pay, my shit don't bleed. Yeah. Yeah. Take them boys to school. Sweat on number three. Yeah. Bitch, I'm bleeding back yeah. like a bumblebee. Hold up, hold it, hold it, nigga, proceed. I'ma eat that booty just like groceries. Eat yeah. on that booty, lay that bitch down like they do. No type of bitch eat that wood, eat that wood. Supply your bitch, I got pistols, no wood. Hop on tacos that are making good. Helicopter chopping with the buds. Stuff them rats inside them if they nudge. Bang that other side, nigga, curse. And my reefer louder than the speaker. Yeah, my niece is hanging with the beaters. 
My mic ain't on. If my mic, oh, now my mic is ain't. Darren, look, man, I'm not crazy, bro. I swear to you. Uh, we. I'm talking loud enough. Huh? Those headphones there. Oh yeah, could you? I can't, uh, I can't tell if I'm talking. Loud the thing yet. is, if you hear yourself, uh huh, then you're gonna say not what you're supposed to say. That's yeah. a great point. You understand? Yeah. So Here's what? the thing, though, man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Can you pass the? Thank you, Phil. Here, get these headphones, kid. Plug them in that thing. Okay, editing. Uh, you're not the only one. Dead. You're not the only one. Man, it's it's most people. I'm like, you're on. You're on. No, I can't hear my. I can't hear but, me, but, man. But then you just said, I can't hear myself. Yeah. When you're supposed to be starting, to, you know. Yeah. Soon as I, cause when we first started the show, I was like, blah, 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 blah. you're like, you on? I'm like, I'm not on. And I hit the headphones. I'm like, I'm on. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you are back. Kicking it with Clayton. I have some amazing people in the room. To my left, I have the sidekick of the year, uh, sidekick extraordinaire, my man Hollywood KP, because he's so Hollywood. I got Jenny. I got Mac Trey. I got Alicia. I got the engineer of the year. I got my man Daryl on the ones and twos. I got my man Young Wise. And a special guest of the day, I have my man Kev on stage, a.k.a. Kevin Fredericks, in the building. So. What I want to say something before go you go ahead. anywhere because you might not ask this question. <laughs> go ahead. Clayton was on the first show I did in LA. I don't know if you remember. What? Me, you, BT, and Nate. I think it was at like Whispers in the Valley or mm. something like that. Oh, you might talk about my worst set. He might not uh, Is remember. that question later? <laughs> that, hey, yeah. we can do it now. What okay, has been I just your worst performance? <laughs> I was killing in Tacoma. I was doing Nate's room, <laughs> feeling myself. I was I was hometown hero. Yeah. It was going great, mm -hmm. featuring every week. Nate was you know giving me t which I credit him a lot for my stand up. Shout out to Nate was, Jackson. He gave me as much time as I needed, and mm -hmm. I didn't realize how valuable that was until I moved to LA. And people were like, "Man, it's hard to build a set up for three minutes." Because mm -hmm. Nate was like, "Go out and rock out 15, 20 minutes every time." Yeah. Right. Wow. So I'm feeling great. Mm -hmm. He brings me to LA. He's moving back to LA. I help him drive down. I come to LA. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> I tell the jokes that were killing. Yeah. All of a sudden, not so funny Ooh. to these people. And I was just like, this one old lady, and I knew it was bad because she didn't, she was not, she was like heckling me, but not. Mm -hmm. She's just looking like, yeah, you're not that funny, young man. She said that from the stage. <laughs> young right? man. And I had never been heckled like that. Yeah. And it was like your auntie just disappointed in you. Mm. So I had no idea how to handle it. So I just was like, well, that's why you look like a dead wolf. <laughs> wow. And it was, Savage. it was, it, but I was, I was hurt. I wasn't like trying to be. Wow. And I was like, you look like my dead grandma. Oh my and I was God. Like, I, I doubled up on it. <laughs> I know. I I doubled up on the hate. Oh. But she was quiet for the rest of my set. And I was it's like, man, she was dead just, inside. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was just like, maybe this is just a tough room. All the comedians will probably struggle. It'll be good. Mm -hmm. No, actually, it was just me. <laughs> on second thought, everybody else did fine. Oh. BT, great. Clayton, oh, oh. Nate, fantastic. So, um, and then oh. afterwards, she came out. She was smoking. She was like, you were funny, young man, to you, to BT, to <laughs> Nate. And then she looked at me and she was just like, hmm. And walk right past. Wow. Me. And that was my first performance in LA. And I was just oh. went home like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I am not I'll ready. Give, I'll give you the flip side. So it couldn't have been too far after that. Nate brings me back up to uh to Tacoma yeah, or Seattle. Yeah. So we're in there doing one of Nate's shows, and this place is packed wall to wall, right? So Kev comes up. You, I'm talking about. I remember you walking into the room. It was so much swag and sauce dripping <laughs> off of this brother's jacket. Right? He gets on stage and destroys this room. I'm talking about. They're dying because I, I maybe I do remember that show because 
uh, the show you're talking about, I was like, yeah, okay, Kev did cool. Like, I didn't think you did bad. Right. So when I saw you going up, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, you see a comedian going up before you, you're like, all right, cool. My man about to go up, do some little thing, right. and I'm going to go up, and I'm going to murder. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to tee it up <laughs> for you know, me. You're going to tee it up for me. <laughs> Kev hit it so hard. I brought out my best jokes <laughs> In the first 10 minutes I'm like I can't have them Not thinking that I'm cool He destroyed it And I end up doing cool But man It was so much fire That you right, had Right And it's so great to see How everything has Continued to go for you Because you brought That same confidence And the same energy From your performance In Washington And it's now matured Into who you are yeah, So yeah. everywhere you go is <laughs> Like the fans love you uh, Yeah it's And great. that's the important thing It is yeah. great it's, it, But to be honest, yeah. it's a little scary. Give it to me. Because it's like, okay, SZA's first album, mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> I know she has to be like, man, can I do this again? Mm. Because if it's so good, you you know, as a creator, you're like, man, I don't know, that was my best. Yeah, that's that's my best out. Like, <laughs> and I gotta go back on tour again. Go like, if they, you know, I'm getting standing ovation, all that mm -hmm. tour, standing ovations. Like, I've been doing this material for years. Yeah, this next hour, it, I can't it's have been fresh. doing it for years. Yeah. And now the expectation is you're going to be as good as last year. Mm. So now there is a certain like fear of man. And if this goes well, then what do I do the next? And like, yeah. cause everybody, you're always afraid of people being like, man, look what they do to Kevin Hart. And this is, this is yeah. just how people talk. Yeah. His early stuff were good, but I don't yep. like it now. Yep. Mm -hmm. But exactly. his success monetarily now is as successful as he could be. Crazy. Like, right. So what do you do? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's nearly impossible to put up that material, that much material year after year after mm -hmm. year and be as good as the stuff that you worked, you know, for your first 10 years. Yeah. But what you going to do? Not do stand up? Not what you do. This what is you what you do. do. I'm going to tell you, man, because, uh, when Kevin began uh, his ascend, I will say, shout out to Kevin Hart, one of the nicest guys in the business. Um, yeah, shout out to him. I never met him, but I'm going to take your word for You've it. never met Kevin? No. You're lying to me. I'm telling you the truth. Okay, here's why I say that. Uh, you had done a video. You guys went to Philly, or you guys went somewhere. Baltimore. Baltimore. Where and you made the video. That, he, he was there the same night. This, they yeah, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo both of their tours were there <laughs> the exact same night. Oh. And uh, Kevin was like, yeah, you know, Kevin, what you, what you doing, Kevin? I thought I weren't going to be able to do a show, but I done sold it out, Kevin Hart. Yeah, people want to see me and you, Kevin Hart. And it was so positive and so right. hilarious because it's like, you know, you would think there's so many comedians now doing like diss things yeah. against each other. Yeah. You would think it's that, which we'll get to that in a second. Right, right. But Kev Frederick showed so much love to Kevin Hart and showed that two people can be in the same city making the exact same, same kind of impact the on the Same town. name. Yes. Listen, man, comedy is subjective. Yes. It's like music. Yeah. I can want to listen to SZA and I can want to listen to Toby. And, yep. and if they're both in there one night, obviously I can only go to one mm -hmm. show, but that doesn't mean I dislike somebody. Right. Like right. you just want to see one person yeah. or maybe I just saw Kevin Hart. I'll see Kev or maybe they just saw me. They want to see Kevin Hart, yeah. but it doesn't have to be one way. No. Just like music, you can like multiple people. Mm -hmm. I go to multiple concerts a year, and I enjoy different types of music. I enjoy different types of comedians. You yeah. got maybe you're in the mood for this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it can be the same thing. There really should be no animosity. What Kev has done for a lot of us is introduce stand up to a lot of people because yeah. yeah. a lot of people didn't grow up going to stand up comedy shows, and you know, like people after Comic View and Def Jam, there was no stand up comedy shows on TV for a while. Yeah. So he brought that back, that mm -hmm. people, you know what I mean? That the art, not back, but like he brought it to the forefront Absolutely. and it didn't like that in a couple of years. Kevin Hart, first, I met Kevin Hart the first time he came to Detroit and he and LaVille Crawford were doing, uh, you might remember this, Phil, they were doing uh, the Millennium Center and this place held 
maybe 500 to 1,000 people. And I say that to say this was Kevin off of Soul Plane, right? Mm-hmm. Lavelle's always been Lavelle, but this is before Breaking Bad and the resurgence of Lavelle. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So out of, let's say the, the theater held about 1,000 people, there were maybe... Four or five hundred, because I know the promoter was trash in oh, Detroit at this time. Man. So Kevin and Lavelle were uh, were co-headlining. Uh, Kevin goes first, and then Lavelle. And I go backstage. I meet Kev. I'm like, Kev, I'm a huge fan because I had just watched uh, his TV show, which was Life in the Big House, and I was the first big Kevin Hart fan. And I was like, mm-hmm. I love this guy. I want to be able to open up for him. So I go up to him. We exchange numbers. I'm like, man, I would love to go out with you. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I, I got my boy Rich Salter right now. Shout out to Rich. And I was like, man, I got to find out a way to just like continue to stay in touch with this brother. Right. Years go by. I moved to L.A. Uh, he comes to Jamie Foxx's radio show, which at the time, you know, I was on Speedy show and we all kicked it on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is where Kevin and Jamie had the roast battle. First of all, let me, let me, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. People who have seen this video on YouTube or heard the audio where Kevin and Jamie were roasting each other. This is how, well, this is what you didn't hear. At the very beginning of the video, I'm a young 21-year-old Clay Thomas <laughs> right, right. excited to be on Jamie Foxx's radio show. I'm like, man, I finally <laughs> get to talk on the mic with Jamie, show him how funny I am, right? Right, right. And uh, Claudia Jordan walks in mm. and Jamie was like, yeah, man, somebody, uh, somebody go ahead and get up and give up their seat. And I'm looking around at the girls who aren't talking on the mic. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. One of them got to get up. And then he was just like, he, you're me, KP. He was just like, yeah, somebody, uh, somebody got <laughs> oh, up. No. And I was like, come on, Fox. And no. I got up. Claudia sits down. And then two seconds later, Kevin comes in. I'm like, oh, I want to show Kevin I'm funny too, right? Oh, they end up going back and forth. Anyway, so I say all of that to say uh, Kevin had become one of those guys that you continue to run into in the city. And he gave me one of the best pieces of advice, uh, maybe 2011. I say, Kev, how do I get it? Like, I'm so tired of running into these comedians that give you this vague advice. Like, hey, you got to want it. Yeah, you Go always, you always like say I that. Don't, it's coming. You, oh, you really want it. That's why you ain't got it. Yeah, yeah. you know, I hate baby It's advice. not helpful at it's all. Not helpful. It's not practical either. You're not giving me anything. <laughs> so Kevin was like, oh, I'll tell you, man, Um, what you do, I've prided myself on being in the right place at the right time when lightning strikes. What does that mean? That means when I go to a certain event and there are certain people around, I say, you know what? Let me go talk to this person, introduce myself, because a lot of comedians don't introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of comedians have this ego of, I'm funny, they should know who I am. Right, right. Instead of, hi, I'm such and such, nice to meet you. Would I be able to exchange information, email, number, whatever? Right. And I was like, wow, that's actually a great idea. And I'd already been doing it, but not to the level of being in the right place. Like, uh, the right place is an example. Like, let's say Kev on stage is doing a viewing party for your special Mm -hmm. that you've shot and you're going to release. I don't know Kev. Let me go to Kev's viewing party. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kev, how you doing? I'm such and such comedian. Uh, how can I help you? First of all, that's one of my things. My wife taught it to me. Tangerine, shout out to her. Uh, <laughs> what that does is, yeah. can I help you? Because there's so many comedians, there's so many entertainers, there's so many people in the business that will say, hey, man, I do this. Can you help me? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like, come yeah. on, fam. But how many times has somebody come to you and said, how can I help you? Let me tell you something about Young Wise on the camera right now. Young, Young Wise. Wise, we're in the writer's room a couple weeks ago. He was like, y'all, Clay. Because if you ever hear Wise talk, he talks really slow. He's from <laughs> Chicago. He's got this twang that's like, hey, yo, Clay, man, so, uh, hey, you need anybody to do anything? Like, you know, I got a camera. I'm like, you know what, Wise? I do. I do, actually. <laughs> and he's here. And let me tell you 
tell you something, man, that brother is going to be a part of the team forever. But that's how a piece of advice can change your trajectory because then I start looking at the game differently. So when I talk to you, Kev, and we talk about the moments and some of the crazy things that these fans, I can only imagine what you're encountering. What are some of the craziest things you've encountered from these fans while you're on this tour? Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's more really awkward. Okay. So it's awkward to, I'll give you, not all tour related. Yeah. I order Postmates. Oh, right? don't get me started. Man, come to my house. Yeah. I'm at the house. They got your address. Okay, got my address. I'm <laughs> boot shorts and a beater. Yeah. I got PF Chang's on the way. Oh, you tripping. Open the door. <laughs> Dude's like, oh my God, Kev on stage. Can I get a picture? Sir, <laughs> I'm at my home. Sir. I'm not dressed and prepared. No. But you can nobody want to hear that no. stuff. So that happened. Order room service at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Woman comes in. Oh my God, you're Kev on stage. She comes in? She, she's delivering the room service. Oh. So she's a fan. It's just like it's when you're not prepared to be Kev, Kev on, stage. on stage. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's after the show. Yeah. I'm kind of musty. I'm just chilling. Like I know. That I know after I stage must is crazy. But you but ain't ready for it yet. It's a whole thing. I gotta get my mind ready yeah. to get in. And I'm too hungry to yeah. be wet. Yeah. You know, so uh that's weird. We first moved to LA, somebody was like, Oh my god, you're Kevin on stage. This is Zay Zay and Jojo starts rubbing my kids' hands. No. Head, right? Just random person touching my children. Uh, that was probably the worst. Like, fam. That's that. <laughs> These that's what you said. are my children. Did you say that to him? I, I did. And she was a woman. And she didn't mean any harm. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yo. Fam. These are my. And they're like five and three at the time. So they don't know. Four. So they're just like, they don't know. They're like, like, hey. You know, like, yo. You know what I mean? So those were kind of a couple um, weird ones. People playing me there. This one dude saw he was a fan. He was my Uber driver. And he was like, yo, I'm a film score person. I'm going to play my horror film score. Oh. And it was a film score to a horror movie with no dialogue from the movie. Really? So it's just like, yeah. and I'm just like, I, I can't tell you if that's good or not. Like, I don't, I need to see the movie. You got to like, see the movie. I don't know what it's tied to. Yeah. Or and that, like, people want me to help. Hey, oh, I'm trying to get a, a sign. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Record label. Like, I don't know nothing about music. It's not music. my thing, yeah. Send me movie scripts. Like, can you get my movie made? Help me get a manager or agent. I don't have an agent. You trying to get, you trying to, you trying to get a movie made. I'm unsigned. Yeah, you I unsigned. <laughs> Who do you think? I think people just think I have more power than I really uh, do. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a combination of those things. Just, you know, people... It, it, this is funny. It doesn't really bother me, but it's funny. People love to be like, I'll be eating dinner with my family yeah. on vacation. When people want a picture... They are going to ask you. They're going to ask yeah. Red Eye yeah. just landed. One lady, she was meta. This was on tour, actually. I can't remember <laughs> the city. She's waiting for us to get off the plane. Yeah. Like, she's dressed makeup. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. What? You know, you know how ugly you are after a red eye? Oh. Like, you, it's bright. You don't, you know, you don't really mm-hmm. know where you are. You've only slept for like two or three hours. Mm-hmm. She was like, I was waiting for you guys. I checked the flights. That's creepy. That's scary. I knew your show was today. I figured you were taking the red eye from L.A. You would either get here at 6 or 11, and I was going to wait to make sure I saw you guys. That's crazy. A little bit. A little bit stocky. So she waited for me, Tony, to hear fully dressed at like 8 a.m. That's very resourceful, though. Shout out to the resourcefulness. Checking the flights to make sure. So, yeah, that type of stuff. People just be like, hey, let me get this picture. I know you're with your family, but also... I need this I'm picture. I'm going to go ahead and get this picture. You know what? I want, when we talk about the pictures, man, because the fan love is crazy, 
the fans that I get are so like I get half the ones that are very afraid to ask me for a picture because yeah, yeah. they have encountered so many people that they feel are famous be jerks right and then they you know the other half is just like oh man I, you know I, I ain't trying to get no picture I just want to tell you doing your thing you know what I mean yeah. Which right, is fine. Right, right. but for me I'm always going to take the picture, even when yes. I'm looking rusty. But this is how I think from a fan perspective, because I'm still a fan of so many people, right. is you don't know when or if you're going to see this person that you're a fan of again. Yeah. So it's kind of like, look, hey, You man, have to. I know you're with your family. And that's what I get. Can I understand please? that. Yeah, I get that. Because it's like if I saw Will Smith. Yeah. You just you gonna have to tell me you no. Gotta you got to. You got to tell me no. You and then that's going to be my story. But you got to tell me no three times. No. Yeah. And Will is Will, you know what I mean? Got to. But you got to understand that you are Will to somebody. Right. You know and what I mean? Know, and you know what? This is interesting you say that because I think, and this is not like a popularity contest in that no, way, no, no, no. but I think people often feel closer to us yeah. than them because if you're before Will was on Instagram, you could If get you him. love Will Smith, you saw him mm -hmm. on the movie screen yep. or that six week time that he did promo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you love, if you follow Clayton, mm -hmm. you watch every video. Yeah. You watch the radio show, listen to it. You follow them on Instagram, Snapchat. Mm -hmm. You're following that person every single day. Yeah. So when you bump into them, I know I never felt like I knew Will Smith. Mm -hmm. I just watched him do what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I know people yeah. that are on social media because yeah. I'm they having kids, mm -hmm. getting divorced. Oh, you deleted your husband. How's oh, the baby? Wow. You deleted your husband. All those pictures are gone. <laughs> what y'all just got married? Huh? <laughs> Terrible. You know Terrible. what I mean? So that that feeling of closeness is is more magnified yeah. with us because we are also putting more of our life out there because this is our end. There's no for me, there's no movie set yet. So yeah. my my life is my content. You Ladies know, so and gentlemen, speak. you're kicking it with Clayton. I got Kev on stage. I got Hollywood KP. I got Jenna. I got Mac Trey. I got Alicia. I got the engineer extraordinaire producer of the year, my man Darren. On the ones and twos, I got Young Wise. And ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy Clayton Thomas. So now when we talk about these fans. Hold man, on one second. Did you someone tell you to do that? Or is it like like an alarm just go off that you haven't done. Yeah, that. give him that finger. I'm give him that church finger. Because good hosts always do the I don't know what it's called, but yeah. the drop. The drop reminder. Yeah. Does it just click in your head? Um, Darren definitely gives me the signal when we need to do it. Yeah. Okay. And I go. Into, but here's the beauty. Here's the art of it. You never want to do it when somebody's like, if you be like, yeah, man. So then, you know, my mom when I was like 19. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't. You never want to do that. You got to do it with you somebody. Find the time. Yeah. So it's a you know it's a balance. But it's a balance. Yeah. It's about it. So we talk <laughs> the about end of a laugh is good. Uh, end of a laugh is good. Always. Uh, when we talk about comedy and there are so many beefs now, I personally feel like this. I don't know what your thoughts are. I have been doing comedy so long that I remember before comedians publicly spoke about each other in a negative light. Mm -hmm. So I come from the class, even though I'm super young, but doing comedy a long time. So it's like right. I come from, you don't talk about comedians publicly. You mm -hmm. talk to them in private or people know that you just don't like somebody. Right. But you don't get on radio interviews or a TV interview be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Some people corny, some people do this. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Because it just seems like just blatant hate. Yeah, you don't right. have to There's do no that. other way for it to come yeah. off then. You get, what hate have you encountered now? Because here's the thing. We talk about the tour and we're going to get back to that because I love what you've done. You've you've X'd out the middleman. You've went straight to mm -hmm. consumer, which are your fans. And you've taken some close friends who are also hilarious and some of my very close friends. Yeah. And you guys are doing something that has never been done. <laughs> I've never seen it done. And right. you won't see it done again until somebody understands the importance of it and not relying on the man. Right. <laughs> and right. that man can be black or Asian. It's not just yeah. like, so, <laughs> but 
uh, when we talk about all deaf digital, mm-hmm. well, let's get to ADD for a second, man, sure. because you're a producer over there. You got your directing chops in over ADD, right. over so much. You're overseeing so many different projects, so many development. What are some of your favorite shows to come out of all deaf digital? Man, I think my personal favorite show we've ever done is Great Taste mm. because we just get six people arguing about who makes the best fried chicken? Like <laughs> it's barbershop talk. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you know, Popeye's or your taste is trash. Mm-hmm. the best Italian food, the best fruit, the best cheese. <laughs> like why are we recording this yeah. and putting it up? And I think the thing I love about it is people have, they, they like the characters. Yeah. Like my son is 12 and watches it. And we he was watching the best 90s R&B female group. Hilarious. And I'm like, what are you? You weren't even. <laughs> you don't even care. Like, I don't know any of these people, yeah. but no. you guys roasting each other is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I just like watching you guys. So that's probably the most fun thing that we shoot. Roast Me is another yeah, favorite because yeah. Roast Me is just like, yeah. it's, it's people hurting each other's feelings yeah. live mm-hmm. or taped uh-huh. for the whole world to see. The you world. know, like, I'm going to take your most, you know, your, your worst insecurities and make fun of you. <laughs> With other people, and they're gonna jump in. It's the yeah, worst like nightmare that. of middle school, yeah, yeah. like happening. Like I thought fact. I had heard every big head joke about myself. Not at all. I was Not at, at all. the bottom of the web. Oh yeah. People have got me a lot. <laughs> There's more. When oh, is man. when is roast me coming back? I Ro- need to know. <laughs> roast me's coming back December seventh, I believe. December seventh, the third. First, first week of December. Okay. And it's behind a paywall. Um, and you can get it at www.bringbackroastme.com. Oh. So, yeah, it's uh, it's $4. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I just want to talk about this for a second. Yeah. Okay. The average person has no idea how digital media works. At all. None. They think because you're on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, you're rich. Yeah. In fact, most companies, ADDs, BuzzFeeds, you know, Me Too, the Latin channel, not the movement. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, they're deficit financing that content and you're hoping that, aver- you know, uh, most content is advertiser, advertiser finance yeah. outside of like Netflix and HBO and movies, but mm-hmm. television shows, it's all advertised radio. Right. And the same thing is true of, you know, digital media. Yeah. So people are like, so Roast Me, we put it behind a paywall because these things got to start generating income and there's no way to sponsor Roast Me. It's inward every yeah. two seconds, yeah. it's dirty, it's raw, it's like Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. like. Def Comedy Jam could never have been on any channel but HBO. It was yeah. too raw. So, you know, um, you have to have people. If you really, really, really support mm-hmm. it or people, you got to put that $4 up. Now, is it $4 a month or per no, one, video? One time payment, you get the whole season. What? For forever. That's an amazing deal. And they're like 20-minute episodes Yeah, yeah of, just you know I mean? of just roasting. Of just roasting. Kevin, let me tell you something. You're getting, 20, you're getting $40 from your boy Thank immediately. <laughs> I love that show. Give me some of your other favorites. Uh, Dad jokes is really fun because you just get to be corny and laugh. And like the idea is to not laugh and win, but there's no stakes. I don't. First of all, I need to. This is my beef with dad jokes, man. Or who laughs first? I guess is the new name. Yeah, you laugh, you lose. You laugh, you lose. Listen to me, man. And I need to know who is keeping score because whoever's keeping score (laughs) is petty. Because I've seen people do like this. Like, give me a dad joke, and I'm gonna give you their Um, reaction. How do you find uh, Will Smith in the snow? I don't know how. You look for fresh prints. Oh. <clears throat> and it'd be like, ding. I'm like, yo. <laughs> All we did was clear his throat. <laughs> I need to know the score. I love that. And I love what you guys 
I love to be able to see how it's ascended because for the goo, you guys got John Cena, you got Ice yeah. Cube, Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell, and right. uh, Ma Parkberg, Paul uh, Wahlberg, Mark yeah, Wahlberg, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. who I love. Paul Blart, Mark. That's, yeah. that's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> Paul Blart. Paul Blart. <laughs> what but is he doing there? When you have these people a part of it, it shows you that this content is not just for one specific group of people. Right. It's for everybody. Yes. Yes. So, uh, one of my fav- my favorites in that order would have to be uh, "You Laugh, You Lose," formerly mm-hmm. known as Dad Jokes, and then it goes to "Roast Me," and then I enjoy uh, "Bad News." Oh, I love "Bad News." Bad News is hilarious. Bad News is great. You call, <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's just stand-up comedians being yeah. hilarious, mm-hmm. improv-wise. You know, and again, it's just people are funny, man. Yeah. yeah, people are super creative. They come up with stuff that's just hilarious and I, I i love that that's my next favorite one too we haven't been doing that in a while that's why it slipped my mind do you write most yeah. of the shows no patrick houston is the creative or, or is the creative genius behind almost shout out to stuff. patrick it's my Pat, the dreads right yeah, yeah. dreads yeah. he came up with great taste roast me uh bad news was to hear to hear his idea pat had the idea for dad jokes and how to switch that up so my job there is to really shape ideas mm-hmm. you know what i mean like for great taste pat had the idea all i offered was we need a camera on the people. Yes. Because at first, you weren't going to see the people. It's just the person. Mm-hmm. And the peanut gallery was going to be off camera. And I was like, you got to see the people, yeah. you know, going back and forth. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You have to see that. That's literally all I offered. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and that was all it needed. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be behind creative people. Doughboy creates a lot of I shows. So I just help yeah. shape ideas. I very rarely have to come up with them all by myself. Uh, now, let's switch. First of all, this... This is how you know the sign of an incredible interview and when I'm having fun, when I'm not going in order. All right. right. Like all of these things, if you're listening, you know how I typically do things. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun talking to this brother. It's going to be jumping all over. Like we had an interview. I'm not going to say the person. We had an interview uh, some weeks ago. And we were doing the interview, and they were giving me nothing. And they were just talking. And I was like, all right, so when you decided, <laughs> like, it was trash. So when we talk about comedy, man, we comedians, you've been doing it a long time. Who are your top five favorite comedians? Now, you can give, famous? Me, you can give me top five famous and then give me top five on the cusp. Okay, and I'm not going to just give you the ones that other people give you. I'm going to give you I my real ones. I appreciate that. Because I hate everybody. Everybody couldn't like Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> You, it can't be this. Everybody top five is the same. You're really just afraid for people to say who. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna do that. Favorite. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be in order. Okay, but I'm gonna give you my favorite. Yeah, the rest uh-huh. are not in order. Okay. RNSJ. What? RNSJ's physicality yes. was so funny to me. Yeah. You know, he would like swoop his leg up. Uh-huh. I was just like, this dude is insane. Yeah. Like he's so funny. So he's probably my favorite. Uh, famous. Then. Uh, Lavelle Crawford, Lavelle Crawford, Pish Posh Lavelle was mm-hmm. one of the funniest things I had ever heard. Um, who else? Let me think of who I really like. Oh, I gotta take some time now. Nah. Get him yeah. centered. Get yeah. him straight on. Let centered. me think of who else. Yeah, Kevin Hart. I love. Uh-huh. I, I, the reason I like Kevin Hart so much is because I've watched him go from you know zero to hero, man. Seriously, and just yeah. watch him ascend into like when he had LeBron and Shaq in the audience mm-hmm. I was like this can't be any bigger than yeah. that he's gone They're and that was dying. special too yeah. and, and then he gets to Madison Square Garden and then football stadiums yeah. like for what he's done it's just amazing yeah. right Eddie Murphy probably because Raw yeah. was just like man Ooh. man when you think about what Eddie was doing at Ooh. that time that is yeah. he had Raw 
He has Saturday Night Live, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. That's my movie. Like coming to America. This yeah. five year, seven year period, this man could do no. no he's wrong. never did wrong. Forty eight hours. That period. Mm-hmm. You never seen that, have you? Yeah, of course I've seen forty eight hours and uh, another forty eight hours. Hey, I'm just you man. Know. He was killed. So what's that four? Um, who's my fifth? Cedric the Entertainer. Ah. Cedric the Entertainer set on uh, Kings of Comedy yes. was amazing. And Bernie Mac. There's, I'm a, I'll give you six. Okay. <laughs> Bernie Mac's Dev Comedy Jam set. Yes. And his um, Kings, King, of Kings of Comedy was just like, I was watching that in high school and I laughed till it hurt my yeah. body. Yeah. It was that. I was just like, him downstairs. Like, him downstairs. That set yeah. was insane. Yeah. That he, made him. Oh my God. And then he was set. equally as funny in movies and stuff. Yes. So it was just like, so I'm, I'm I'm a fan of comedy. There's, you know, I could name a million more, but those probably are my five favorite famous I respect people. you saying Arnez J. Arnez J, I was able to open up for him once, maybe almost 10 years ago. Oh. And he was so funny. Here's the thing when you go, we have so much bravado as comedians that you you know you're in your own world, and then when you go into somebody else's world, you're like, oh, I'm not funny, <laughs> right? right? So I was like, oh, I'm killing, I'm a monster. Come on, guys, right. let's play yeah. Thomas. I go and I open up for Arnez. I rock. They give me the energy. I'm like, cool. Arnez goes up. And I forgot I went up. Oh, I, man. I almost went to the promoter like, hey, man, I thought I was going up. And he's like, you already went up. <laughs> this dude was a girl. You uh, did 15. Man, you give killed. me your on the cusps, guys. Ooh, okay. On the cusp, Tyria Lane. Absolutely. She is yeah. fearless. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's had she has a domestic violence joke. <laughs> and I love a good joke where you feel like you shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. The fact that I can get you to laugh about something you shouldn't be laughing about yeah. is like, man, you, whew, that's, can I laugh at that? I'm Ooh. laughing. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Morally wrong. Morally the laughs wrong. are coming out. Yeah. I'll deal with that later. Right, right. Uh, Tony Baker probably is my favorite. Okay. Um, he, I mean, he's on tour with me, not because he's on tour with me, but he just is amazing yeah. to hear yeah. as well. Absolutely. Um, I really like Teddy Ray. Mm, one Teddy, of my favorites. Teddy, the thing about Teddy that I like, he doesn't even seem like he's doing stand-up. No, he's just talking. He's just talking, and he, the the word, and he also has no problem taking his time. No, he'd be like, Shh. <laughs> like comedians aren't used to doing that. Yeah, he like, you should never go see the Migos in concert. <laughs> he's like, what? He'll wait thirty seconds. Yep, they're just shaking their you know jewelry in your face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he can stretch time out, but it doesn't feel like he's stretching it out. Right, right. He's just you know. Doing that, and um, who else is something I really? Oh man, Clayton Thomas. Clayton Thomas. I was about to say Clayton Thomas. I, I had you. I appreciate it. I had Clayton I was Thomas is really not because you're here. I appreciate it, but that. you are really funny, <laughs> and you booked the All Deaf Comedy um, on HBO. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you too. look like you had. I mean, you have been doing it, mm-hmm. but you look like you had been doing it for definitely. A long, oh, thank you. Long look like you belong time. there. Yeah. yeah, I wanted the. You got to think like for me. Def Comedy Jam was Martin Lawrence and everybody that you named in your list. So I'm that was my first introduction to stand up. Right. Because mm-hmm. I saw uh, Eddie Murphy's specials after Def Comedy Jam because yeah. I was such a Martin fan. So I was like, I want to be on that show one day. Right. So to have gotten the opportunity is uh was such a blessing that I prepared for it. I took it extremely serious. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a caller. Who am I talking to? You kicking it with Clayton? Well, you're kicking it with both from the D. I want you to know you did your damn thing on the lift, 
Thank you so much, Bo. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> this is my mother, ladies oh, and gentlemen, that is called Mama there. Mama Tom. Uh, she got an opportunity to see me in Detroit at the Lit AF Tour uh, with Martin Lawrence, and she had front row seats. Shout out to Robert Lawrence. Thank you so much for uh, taking care of my mama. How are you, mama? Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mama. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Such a sweetheart. She tugs at my heartstrings. <laughs> We're about to take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with more kicking it with. Give a fucking my excuses that I'm young and I'm only getting older. Somebody should have told you I'm on one. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm on one. Yeah. I said I'm on one. Fuck it, I'm on one. White cups and I got that drink. Could be purple or could be pink. Depending on how you mix that shit. Money to be gotten, I'ma get that shit. Cause I'm on one. I said, fuck it, I'm on I'm burning purple flowers. It's burning my chest. I bury the most cash and burning the rest. Walking on the clouds, suspended in thin air. The ones beneath me recognize the red bottoms I wear. Burning the belt, move the kids to the heels. Bend shorty on the sink, do it for the thrill. Kiss you on your neck and tell you everything is great. Even though I'm out on barn and might be facing eight, still running with the same niggas to the death of me. Ever seen a million cash, gotta count it carefully. Ever made love to the woman of your dreams in a room full of money out in London as she screams? Baby, I could take it there. Call Mark Jacobs personally to make a pair. So yeah. We on one, the feeling ain't fair And it's double MG until I get the chip All I care about Cheer. is money in the city that I'm from I'ma sip until I feel it, I'ma smoke it till it's done I don't really give a fuck and my excuses that I'm young And I'm only getting older, somebody should've told you I'm on one, yeah, fuck it, I'm on one Yeah, I said I'm on one And I got that drink Could be purple or could be pink Depending on how you mix that shit Money to be gotten, I'ma get that shit Cause I'm on one I said fuck it, I'm on one I walk around the club Fuck everybody And all my niggas got that heat I feel like Pat Riley Yeah, too much money ain't enough money You know the feds listening Nigga, what money? I'm a made nigga I should dust something. You niggas on the bench, like the bus coming. <laughs> Ain't nothing sweet but the switches. I'm focused, might as well say cheese for the pictures. Oh, I'm about to go. Andre the Giant, you a sellout, but I ain't buying. And we back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're back kicking it with Clayton. You're kicking it with Clayton. Kicking it with Clayton. Ladies and gentlemen, as I go around the room, I see some amazing people. To my left, my main sidekick, I so Hollywood, he's Hollywood KP. To the left of him, I have some amazing, beautiful women. I have Jenny. I got uh, Mac Trey. I got Alicia. I got Engineer of the Year, Producer Extraordinaire, my man Darren. On the ones and twos, the camera, we got my man Young Waz. And my special guest of the day is my very good friend, Mr. Kev on stage, Kevin Fredericks. Kev, as we get right back into the mix, yes. man. We're talking about comedy. We're talking about the favorites. You're talking about your, I think you got one more on the cusp, cat. Who is it? 
No, that was five. Oh, that was five? That yeah. was five. Solid. Mm-hmm. Honored to be on the Trevor Wallace. Trevor, Trevor Wallace. Trevor Wallace, you have probably haven't heard of him. White comedian. Oh, Trevor from ADD. From ADD. I haven't seen him perform. He is working. Okay. It's hard. Uh-huh. He is young. He's hungry. He's doing stand-up. He's doing social media, which mm-hmm. I think if you almost have to be doing You have that. to. Have You're to. growing. Have he's to. growing the audience that will come see him yep. on stage. So it's two muscles. It's the stand-up muscle and it's the social media muscle. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to have a very bright career. Super smart, super funny, super hungry. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to go far. Um, now, going into careers, we talk about our ups and downs a lot. What have been some of your biggest downs in your career? <laughs> totally mis- misunderstanding how Hollywood works. <laughs> I was working with my kids, uh, writing, directing, producing for them at Hospitalist TV. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have said the name, but it's out there. Uh, Thought we should be up for a raise. Oh. You know, confidently. Uh, Uh, You know what, guys? Here's what we're going to ask for. mm -hmm. Okay. And they were like, you know, we're actually not going to renew your contract. Oh, so mm. you guys were thinking much differently Ooh, than I was. Right, Let's just dial it back. We'll right. keep the same money. You know, <laughs> hey, what? We're you tripping. know, so, um, and that was the first time I realized uh, Hollywood is not your friend. No. no. Yeah. no. You provide a service yeah. for a dollar amount, and the moment you don't do that anymore, we, we never knew you. Now, they didn't treat us wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. want to put that out there. They were very kind, great, still can still send the kids birthday presents. Mm-hmm. But it's also a business first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And when you don't fit the business model, you got to figure it out. Yeah. And all that, that happened to me a couple of times. Company I was working with just shut down. You know what I mean? You know, just ran out of money. And that's when you realize, and that's kind of why I am where I am now. Yeah. is because I feel like, Man, these people, you feel like these companies are going to protect you and take care of you, and they're not. they're not. People are going to take care of themselves. Absolutely. First and foremost, they'll land on their feet before, and if they can't catch you, they can't catch you. Can't catch you. You Jeez. know, so that's why I, I work so hard to be able to put myself on mm-hmm. so that nobody, you can't cancel me if I'm talking directly to my fans. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can cancel yeah. somebody's show. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's been shows that were shot and then just never aired. Yeah. The network is just like, nah, we off that. Oh, and you're yeah. like, that was my shot. <laughs> that was my moment. You know, <laughs> you shoot 26 episodes, they aired two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I just hate that. Yeah. Let me say that. So, so the people who are listening to the people who are watching right now, that just might be a casual viewer, a listener, kicking a week late. Let me tell you something. The man that I have on this show right now, Kevin Fredericks, is one of the people that you need to know if you do not already. Kev has done something that has changed the comedy game, which has erased the middleman, got away from the promoter, and become his own company when it comes to going straight to his fans. That be from social media, that be from doing his live performances, that meant from booking his tour across the world, not just the country, because this brother's been international Mm -hmm. with the dates, okay? (laughs) So let me ask you, man, when you decided to do this tour, how did you go about, all right, you know what? I know I need to get to the fans, but how? Like, did you, were you able to do research? Did you I, just? I did. I used, so at that time I had um, a million fans on Facebook. Yes. So what I, I, I looked at my analytics on Facebook and mm-hmm. I just saw the top 25 cities mm-hmm. where I had the highest concentration of fans. And I felt like, you know, some of these were 10,000, you know, 30,000. So I felt like if I'm only playing to like 300, I don't need everybody. I just right. need... 
300 people. So mm-hmm. I just picked every city on the first top 25. And then like regional wise, I just felt like if I'm big in New York and maybe Newark's not on that list, mm-hmm. but it's an hour away, yeah. let me do Newark as well. You know oh. what I mean? So I picked the cities where I could fly in one place, drive, 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 yep. fly out. So that way I can make, you know, I might lose on a Friday night, mm-hmm. but I might win big on Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, those 25 cities were like my anchor cities. And then I just kind of drove around or flew around. And mind you, a lot of times I just messed up completely. Like, <laughs> I don't want to put out that I knew what I was doing. At okay. first because I would pick like, I did like Detroit and uh, Grand Rapids and then flew to Richmond, Virginia. Hilarious. And then flew back to LA. Like, Routing was trash a yeah, lot of times, a bad route. but I also didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just like, man, here it goes. You know what I mean? So um, I learned a lot for this time and I'm using a lot of the stuff I learned now, like like just traditional venues. Like a lot of my audience, my comedy is clean and a lot of my audience is church people mm-hmm. and people offer me churches and I'm able to get those churches for a way better deal, you know, deal yeah. than an arena, not arena, but like a theater, yeah. you know, people like a hotel, man, hotels are crazy expensive. <laughs> if it's your primary business to be used as a location, they going to hit you over the head for $4,000. Then That's just to rent it. Mm-hmm. Then you got sound person and Ooh. staff and security. And then the sound at hotels is trash mm-hmm. because they're not performance venues. So that's Acoustic. something else I had to learn. Like, yeah. Just because you have a microphone, that's usually for like a banquet or, you know, a speech. It's not performance. And Mm -hmm. a performance microphone setup, totally different. These venues are not really set up for comedy. So all that stuff I've learned along the way. And actually, I sold out like 85% of the dates, which is great, Mm. but also terrible. Mm. Because if you sell out a venue three months ahead of time, Mm -hmm. you could have sold four or five times that amount of tickets. So for me, the reason I did it is because the smaller venues are cheaper. Yeah. yeah. But when I'm using a bigger venue, realizing people in general will buy tickets a day of, week of. Yeah. You know, we'd sell two, three hundred tickets week of sometimes. So Mm -hmm. now, I mean, selling out is great, you know, especially for marketing. But also you leave a lot of money on the table. So this time I'm getting much bigger venues, Mm -hmm. a lot of churches just because people, churches, primary business isn't renting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're more and they're like, oh, I'm a fan of you. We'd love Mm -hmm. to help you out. And that's been the benefit of, you know, people being fans. Huge blessing. Is they're not trying to get rich off you. Yeah. You know, they want you there. They want you to come. They want you, yeah. Some people are just, for, we'll do it for free. We'll give you volunteers, room, we'll order food. What? We'll hotels. And I'm just like, y'all know. <laughs> that means a lot when it's, yes. it's all coming out of my credit card. Yeah. You know, and not credit card like debt. Like, mm-hmm. Credit card airline miles. Absolutely. I pay it back every mm-hmm. every oh, couple oh, days. Okay, you got to clear yeah. that up. I mean, you know, like you know, don't, I, ain't, I ain't financing on a credit card, <laughs> which a lot of people do. No shade. Yeah. But it's all coming out of my personal account. Mm-hmm. So so that stuff is really really eternally helpful. When that happened, dude, I'm talking about. I don't know how many people text you, but I hope I was one of the first ones because it blew my mind to see. It's kind of like um when you can finally see it's like you ever wake up in the morning and you like adjusting your eyes and you can finally see i was like oh man this brother has done something first of all to hear and uh tony are two of my very good friends Mm -hmm. like to hear was a groomsman in my way like these are my brothers i look at tony and uh and to hear like that and kev is family and i've always wanted to see my friends and family succeed and to see what you guys have done and mind you this wasn't because doing comedy and doing it in this business on a level that we're uh, being blessed to be able to do it at, mm-hmm. uh, there are several comedians that do this. 
Hey, kid. Hey, man, congrats on what you're doing, boy. You're doing your thing. <laughs> hey, man, I was wondering, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I could get some dates and shit. You know what I mean? And I it, got that a lot. I guarantee you did. But that was never my thing. Like, I'm like, right. hey, man, I'm not trying to get on the show. I just want to tell you how amazing oh. this is. Yeah. It blew my mind to see us take our careers in our hands. And what you did was, it was like, it was like Moses. You parted <laughs> the Red Sea of comedy. You really changed the game because all we had was a Kevin Hart or a Mike Epps, uh, a cat. What like the list goes on for these yeah. guys that have done their huge, massive tours, but nobody had done straight to consumer without a big production company right. behind them. And right. I, said, brother, I do nothing but wish you the best, and Thank I you. applaud what Thank you've you done, man. Definitely. Thank you. That's I. I appreciate that. I'm man. trying to get on to some dates, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not a comedian a or anything. Mad at me. Huh? Legit mad. What have you gotten? Why? Like, what if they hit you up? I got, said? man, this is what I got. Yeah. And this infuriated me. Of course. I made a video about it. Uh -oh. I think you actually hit me about this one. People wouldn't even, never talk to me. I just yeah. heard from the grapevine, man, I, don't, I should be on Kev's tour. <sighs> he should have hit me up and put me on for what I've done. For him. For him. What, what have for you him? done? For him? Why do you deserve? Yeah. And so I made a video called Nobody, You Deserve Nothing. You Deserve Nothing. Mm. And no one's going to help you. No mm -hmm. one's thinking about you because, mm -hmm. you know, this yeah. entitlement is terrible. Yeah. yeah. And people were like, man, can I get some dates? Like, do you realize, like, these are, this is clean? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> That's number one. Yeah. In churches. <laughs> and you know, church clean and like corporate clean. Two different things. College clean. Those are all different cleans. Yeah. Church is the squeakiest. I'm yes. talking about right. stained glass house, behind house them. Squeaky. Can I get a, Can I get a joke? No, you can't even say, you can barely say dang in a church. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. I There are certain clean comedians that I know. I don't say the N-word a lot on stage, and I cuss. But right. there are comedians <laughs> that are clean that drop the N-word. I'm like, hey, fam, uh, this is a church. You can't, yeah. you can't do hey, that. Man, that's it's me. not just clean words. It's the content. Yes. And it's right. how you say it. You yeah. know what I mean? So they just saw dates and wanted to be on They them, wanted to be right? on You know what I mean? But hadn't you know didn't see who else was on no they haven't factored the cost no one ticket the plane uber <laughs> food like bruh it's, yeah. and then you want me to pay you even if i don't pay you i'm out six seven hundred that's yeah. a fact just bringing you yeah you know what i mean so and this is harsh but not now i see why people want people with numbers because if if i'm going to pay to bring you yeah you need to sell at least yeah. that amount of tickets. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't at least cover your cost, then it really, it, I, I'm operating at a loss. I'm operating at a loss. And if I'm operating at a loss, I'm just doing it because you're a friend of mine. Which or is not business you. smart. Which yeah. I got, so I got children. Yeah. Uh, two boys. They don't care how I get it. No. They sell hair on or sell jokes. Hair on. Hair on. I've been watching The Wire for a while. I don't know. Oh, really man. enveloped in Baltimore. Hair And I like how old black people pronounce heroin. That boy got that hair on. He ain't never been right. He ain't never been right. You know, so I'm running a business. I can't, I can't afford to do favors just because, no. like, Everything has to make business yeah. sense. Like, Tahir's there because he's a great host. Great. Yeah. Oh, Tony's there because host. he can sell tickets and yeah. he's a great comedian. Great you know comedian. what I mean? So, you know, my wife, she does her, everybody does their part. I'm not yeah. just bringing people. And That's you guys do the Africa love world. hour as well. We you do the wife. love hour. My wife and I, we were doing an hour and a half seminar, 30 minute break, then an hour and a half, two hour comedy show. Which, yeah. and let's, let me also factor that in because I don't want people listening to think that I'm just saying, like, oh man, you the tour. That's great. What he's doing is giving people the two shows for almost the price of just yeah. one. Right. And it's you also doing something to help couples. Yeah. And you're helping family because it's your wife, it's your two boys, 
and your team because it's more than just you and two other comedians that go out mm-hmm. on the road. Right, you right. have to have photographer. You got to have your staff that's helping. All of that stuff. So tell me this. When, it, when you guys are on the road, you and your wife, and as a performer, that takes so much energy out of you to now, all right, me and my wife on the microphone for an hour, and now yeah. I got to take this break. Let me get something to drink. And now we're going back to comedy. Yes. You know what I mean? And then I take another drink, and I got to take pictures for an hour. Ooh. After just flying, like... And that's the thing, like, fans don't care, no, nor they should they. They shouldn't. They paid their money. Yep. They want a chance to take a picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot. And traveling is exhausting. Oh, yeah. Sleeping on an airplane is not sleeping in a bed. Mm-mm. 3 3 a.m. lobby call. And that stuff is, it weighs on you. So mm-hmm. that Sunday night show, that, this is, oh, man, it's tough. Have you found a way to do it smarter going back out? Yes. Okay. One thing I erased is... It has to make sense travel wise first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even if it does, like, it's got to be Dallas, Houston, Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Fly in a, or Houston, <laughs> Dallas, Oklahoma City. Yeah. Fly there, drive, drive, fly out. And yeah. That's the first key because if you can, if we can wake up at 8 a.m., mm-hmm. then you're, you're, you're doing well. Yeah. That's the one bad thing about being in LA and having your fan base on the other side of the, of the country. United States. Some, and the world because you're out there. Yeah. yeah. It's, you, you got, it's a long travel thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So Atlanta, South Carolina, North Carolina, like it all needs to be there that yeah. way. So that's the first thing. Um, actually, that's probably the biggest thing I learned and the right venues. My first tour, I suck at negotiating. Oh, man. So you just tell me what the price of the venue is. Mm-mm. And I wanted so bad to tour that I didn't even check. So I'm mm. I'm doing dumb stuff like, well, I want my DC show to be in the heart of DC. Mm-mm. Okay. I got a room that seats 150. It was $4,000. You tripping. $4,000. Tripping, brother. I can't, you know how much, we had to do two shows, three shows in the night, and we ended up making our money over the weekend, yeah. but you know, things like that, that I just didn't realize that you tell people you can pay less, mm-hmm. they'll often take less. Yeah. yeah. Or you just tell them no, then they're like, oh, well, don't say we, no. We can Listen. do it. Yeah. But you really got to be ready to walk away. Because yeah. sometimes they, you know, they're, it's their best interest to get the most money. Yeah. So I just was like, okay, my wife and brother, much better at negotiating for me. Mm-hmm. So I just let them do yeah. that that part. You know what I mean? I'm okay letting a venue go because mm-hmm. it, it does. I got to work that much harder and sell that many more tickets to make my money back. And now your energy isn't even in the show once you do it. <sighs> Yeah, because it's like, oh, man, I'm only making this with me. <laughs> right. Think about what that money got to be. Yeah, man. Exactly. Um, so I learned a lot of that stuff that I applied to this year and will continue to apply. Bigger mm-hmm. venues, non-traditional, it's much better. The more, mm-hmm. the bigger the venue are, the, you can tell tickets for a lot less mm-hmm. because you can make it up in volume. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So all that type of stuff, I learned a lot, you know, trial and error. Yeah. And then, and my thing is, I'm okay sharing it with other people. And that a lot is of so are like, rare. Nah, I yeah. don't want to tell you how I got here. Why not? Yeah. The more people doing comedy shows, the easier it is for people to come out and see comedy. Because I've seen That's this person. I saw Country Wayne. Mm-hmm. I saw Jess Hilarious. Mm-hmm. I saw Kev. I'm coming to town. Can you imagine if it was only Beyonce touring? Oh. Like, nothing against Beyonce. I love her. But yeah. if she was the only one who ever went on tour, yeah. then you'd be like, man, I want to see, yeah. you know. But you need somebody? Beyonce and you need Toby Nwigwe. You need somebody mm-hmm. who's on the come up. Who going is Toby? There. Toby is this rapper that I just found out about. I'm going to keep dropping his name. I see. That's what I'm like. I'm like, who is Toby? I just went to his concert two days ago. Uh-huh. And it was his first tour ever, first show in L.A. Energy was amazing. What? He's married. He used the same producer. His wife is in his show. She dances. She raps. It's How about like that? He's the rap version of me and my wife. I love it. A clean rapper. Mm-hmm. Church dude, but he doesn't rap 
like he's he's just a great rapper. But and that's what I cussing. like. And that's the difference. You are somebody who does this, uh, Barry Brewer, Ron G. I like comedians who happen to be clean. You know what I mean? Angel Gaines. Mm-hmm. Comedians that are so funny and they happen to be clean. Yes. I hate clean comedians. Yes. I like comedians that happen to be clean to where you don't even know this. Oh, they, he didn't cuss. Right. I don't even realize That's that. my goal. That's the funny. Right. You're so funny, dude. I remember <laughs> the last uh, Tyree Spivey did a show and you were on it and I came at the tail end. I just heard these roars and I was like, what? Hey, who just... They were like, oh yeah, cab up. I'm like, yo. And then you would literally be like, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a good night. And I'm like, oh, because I got there late and I was like, oh, I missed all of this. But it's like roars. And uh, Angel Gaines has, she said this funniest thing, man. You know Angel. No. Oh, you need to, you need to be Angel. Angel says, um, <laughs> she says, I can't say it on air. But anyway, she oh. says this joke and she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, you know, a lot of comedians. They have this thing that they do when they bomb it. You know, uh, she's like, that person always swings his arm. You know, you sometimes you'll get a little aggressive with the crowd. And uh, you know what I do? I say, what do you do? She's like, nothing, because all my jokes work. And I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Let's switch gears. As a matter of fact, let me do the roll call. We'll be back. Kingdom Clayton. I got my man Hollywood KP. I got Kev on stage. Hey. I got the ladies. Jenny. I got Mac Trey. I got Alicia. I got the producer of the year, engineer extraordinaire. My man Darren on the ones and twos. I got young wise and we are back so now let's get straight to one of my favorite uh segments of the show which is now called falling stars this is a segment where you've met a celebrity and there's been a time that they were extremely cool and you could drop their name or when they were jerks and i would love to hear it. i'm gonna come to you in a second kid because i okay. know you got a good one for me okay jenny give me a story of when you've met a celebrity and they were extremely jerky I, do I have to name drop? Hey, I would love to hear I it. I wouldn't hear the name. Let's hear it. Oh, man. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I did a music video with... Um, with oh, I don't want to say Go that. Ahead. Come on, girl. We okay. did. It was at Lil Wayne, first of all. Uh-oh. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't drunk. I mean, they were giving us alcohol on set, but I fell. And um, and that that's what started off his jokes, and he was laughing at me. So, <laughs> well, it wasn't and, a long um, fall. You're on 411. Oh, It's like... But yeah, he was, um, so, but based on what you just said, he kind of went along the lines of that and started making a whole bunch of short jokes Mm -hmm. because I was close to the ground. So it's a funny coincidence. Um, But yeah, he just went on and talking about like some midget jokes, dwarf jokes. I don't remember them word for word, but I just know like, I was like, I like music like i like you and now like does he realize you know, he's also not the tallest person he's not <laughs> well, I think that's, but i, I think love it, i think it made him feel better because oh, like he, he finally could pick on felt, somebody yeah he might have felt really tall and there's a difference between like someone who's naturally funny and makes short jokes and then someone who's not funny and makes short right. jokes because yeah. yeah. it doesn't feel like a joke i'm just like all right like do i laugh with you or do right. it because of who you are so yeah, yeah. That was oh, my experience, but man. I mean, it's it's cool. I still I still like the music. You did know? you did you cry like when you left? Uh, just a tear or two. <laughs> oh, man, that's the worst when you go talk about so much. You go home and you got to shed a tear. <laughs> All right, give it to me, uh, Mac Trey. Give me a celebrity that you met that might have been a jerk. Um, I don't think he was necessarily a jerk. So let me paint the picture for you guys. So I was at the Kaylani concert, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. Um, and I might have taken like. A few hallucinogens. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. So I was like on shrooms. And do you guys know who like Super Duper Kyle and Super Duper Brick are? Mm-hmm. Kyle. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm like looking out into the crowd, and I'm there with my boyfriend at the time, and I'm the like he didn't take any. It was just me. 
And I look over and there's this guy with like a five foot flat top and just bright orange. And I'm losing my mind thinking I'm just seeing weird things. And then finally my boyfriend's like, oh, I think that's super duper brick. And when I tell you, I was the most awkward person when I went up to talk to him. Like he looked like a cartoon character to me. So I'm sure like he was fine. I just was a complete mess. Like, is this really a person? Is this like oh, a character? Well, you definitely so, were high off of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, what? Like, that's never but good. he was yeah, he that's had never the good. big flat top. Like, he definitely like stood out from the crowd. But yeah, it was everything was heightened. I'm gonna give that. Uh, I'm gonna say he was great because yeah, he yeah. seemed like the person. Yeah, he was like a super yeah. awesome person. That I was, was just tripping. super. Awkward. She don't even remember. Elysia, give it to me. Give me a story. You met a celebrity. They might have been a jerk. All right, so. One time I was walking in Hollywood, actually. Um, I don't know if you guys know where like the Chick-fil-A is. Absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you know, of course. Right Very familiar. <laughs> you, know, right. you know we know. Sorry. <laughs> and um, so um, I was like new to the city and I was walking with my girlfriend and we were like going across uh, basically like where people turn in to go into the into the drive-thru, right? Mm -hmm. And we hear this huge, loud honk behind us. Mm -hmm. And before I turn around and see who it was, I just flipped him off and my friend was like, you know, what the, f you know, what Watch the it. fuck? Yeah. And, and, uh, and then she turns around and she's like, oh my God, Justin Bieber. And I'm just like, <laughs> um, you know what? Still fuck you. <laughs> like, still, Don't um, curse, girl. I done told you. Good, oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Gave y'all the heads up beforehand. All right. Now, uh, actually, you know what? I Because she worked. She wasn't here. She wasn't here. I will give you a pass. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can get it edited out. But uh, <laughs> so anyway. But uh, does that, that don't really count to Justin Bieber. I mean, he's trying to get into Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Justin Bieber. That was. That don't, that don't, he wasn't being mean, was yeah. he? Uh, Kev, give me a great story where you've met a celebrity and he might have been a jerk. You know, here's my thing. Will Smith says expectation is the biggest, is the first step in disappointment. Yes. I met Rev Run mm -hmm. and I had watched the show. And it's funny <laughs> thing, I met him, Tyrese, and Tisha Campbell the same day. I was on Rev Run and Tyrese's show. Okay. And I met, I'm going to do the good one too, because mm -hmm. it messed me up. Mm -hmm. I thought Rev Run would be one way and Tyrese would be the other way. Mm -hmm. Tyrese was super nice, what? loving. You know, love you, man. Great. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that yeah. from Tyrese. You know, he'd be going back and forth with people, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, no. Red Ryan, he was super dismissive. Like, hey, yeah, what's up, man? And he like he what? did a handshake away. Like the Rev like, Run. I'm a Rev Run. God his is name love. is Rev Run. And I was like, I think the combination of what I thought he and I'm, yep. he wasn't a jerk. I just right. was expecting him to be to more be so warmer. nice. Yeah. And just because Tyrese was right there, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, he's at least got to be on Tyrese yeah. level. Yeah. Absolutely not. Wow. He was not nearly the as nice. Wave off? And he waved me off. And this before I was coming on to their show. Wow. And, you know, and Tyrese was just way warmer than Rev Run, and I can't say I would have expected that. Wow. Has yeah. anybody ever given me the wave off, CT? Uh, nobody would dare give me the wave off. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm because there's a difference between 32-year-old Clayton Thomas and 21-year-old. 21-year-old Clayton Thomas was on the Jamie Foxx radio station. There were several celebrities that come in, and they all happen to be very cool and humble because you can't be cocky when you're on the Oscar winner's network. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So everybody was nice. 
However, that was when I would have accepted it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, I'm new to the city. Let me. <laughs> but now I won't be waved off because one, I'm famous too, and two, I'm looking like, hey, fam, uh, I don't know if you realize this, but size alone, you're not about to disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's not, you know, you're not about to be physical with a celebrity, but it's just like I go above and beyond to be extremely nice to whoever I meet, right? right. And uh, you know, I just won't. Tolerate the wave. The wave off. I'd be like, "Hey, Rev, let me, let me talk to you, brother." Uh, all due respect, but, love hands. <laughs> but the hands. Let's turn that wave into a handshake. But that's also because I hate that uh, that my friends who are nice get treated like that. Like you're right. really not, anybody who yeah. ever talks to you. You're a really nice, approachable yeah, guy. Yeah, KP is one of the nicest guys in the and world. They treat me so wrong. But KP <laughs> is a hundred and seventy pounds soaking wet. Okay. Right. And giving him the extra 30 pounds is being nice. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm, I'm, so, 150, I'm 150 solid, though. Are you 150? Solid, mm-hmm. You're 150? Mm-hmm. One, 150 solid. KP? Yes, 150. You're 150. It says on my ID. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> that definitely, yes, it does. Yeah, you can't. you fill in your own ID Yeah, weight? they just accept what says They accept it. Have them in the case. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so now let me get, uh, I want to know this, man. Worst date ever. Now, you've been married since you were how old? Or you've been with your lady? So? I've been t- with her since we were 16. Wow, married geez. since we were 21 and 20. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. So we met when we were, uh, our moms were in their third trimester. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so probably the worst date ever was out of sheer brokenness. Yeah. This was on our honeymoon. I had $387 mm-hmm. for four days in San Francisco. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Or $487, oh. San right? San Francisco expensive. So... Mm. It's I got to set the stage to- for you to understand how bad it was. Mm-hmm. We get in the cab because we didn't, we couldn't even rent a car at that age. Mm. We weren't even old enough to rent a car. And the cab ride was $85. Oh. What? So I'm like, bet. So that's 85 one way. I'm yeah. down to 400. Mm-hmm. And that's 85 the other way. So I got, mm. what, 320 mm. on my first day? So I take my wife on our second day to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. You trip. Oh, you trip. Okay. Yeah. You I just went there for the first time two months ago. <laughs> Never known the Oh, you place. didn't know. Didn't know. So I go in there, Carlos by her name. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. We're going to have our, this was our one nice meal. Yeah. The rest was milkshakes and stuff. Yeah. Right? This is our one nice meal. We sit down. We're looking at the menu, you know, and I'm like, okay, cheapest thing, obviously, chicken breast, $37.80. Yeah. So I'm like, man, that's tough. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but we can make it. And that's just the chicken that's breast. Just- and that's what I didn't know. <laughs> That's why it went bad. So I'm like, okay. And I said, okay, so what does that come with? And they were like, oh, here's the sides. And I look at more prices? Yeah. The chicken is 40 bucks. What you mean more? It's $16 per side. So I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, if we both get chicken and sides... A soda mm-hmm. and tip. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be able to get back to the airport. <laughs> so we ordered two sodas. The waiter went to get it, and we snuck out the back door of the restaurant and oh, went no. and spent eleven dollars on two burgers and two milkshakes. That's this is your honeymoon. This was on our honeymoon, and on our tenth year wedding anniversary, we went back okay. to Ruth's Chris LA. Mm-hmm. Lobster mac and cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me get four steaks. I don't eat four steaks. I want to let y'all know I'm here now. <laughs> but I literally didn't go in Ruth's Chris for 10 years yeah. because I wasn't ready. Mm. I had no, I'd never heard of a la carte size. Yeah. Never heard. Why'd I got to pay? It don't come with nothing. Don't yeah. come with nothing. <laughs> nothing? 37.80 just gets me a breast? Yeah. I went there two months ago and I was like, we got in there... Uh, 
it was a bunch of us too. And sat down, looked at the menu, was like, oh no, this ain't the place for us. No. It's not where we should be. My, my homie was like, we got Chris. it. Homie, you yeah. don't know Ruth or Chris. My homie said, it's all on me. I said, oh well, <laughs> don't mind if we do. My thing has always been, uh, I had never done the, I waited until I could afford restaurants like right. i was the denny's king i still will go to a, a, a ihop or whatever to this day but i'll be like you know what i feel like getting this is when you know you out of control financially <laughs> i post made it some uh butter cake for morton's i was like i'm doing too much i'm, <laughs> I'm doing way too much where i'm ordering this to be delivered and not oh going my God, in i uh, love postmates so when we talk about these worst dates uh you know what it's been it's been a minute since i should escape give me your worst date ever my worst date ever for yeah. me? Give it for you. I don't think I've ever asked you that. I uh, well, you know, you know, the one time with, with all the three, the three young don't ladies. Don't do dare. Give I me. Know. You know what? Can't be coming back. I don't want to hear it because I already know what you're doing. <laughs> I, what, I, Jenny, what is your worst date ever? <laughs> My worst date ever. Um, it was at a Denny's. Is that cool? Yeah, like, Denny's like, is I horrible. Denny's. Okay. Denny's what? is fire. I hop over um, Denny's. How dare you talk it about was, a potential sponsor like, like this? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jenny. It was like 2 a.m. and I had just gotten off work and I met up with my boyfriend and um, we ended up being, uh, we were held at gunpoint because it, oh, it ended up being robbed. And I thought it was a joke because it's never happened to me before, but like these four dudes came in with a mat with masks on and they all held guns at everyone. And to rob a Diddy's? Yeah. And the Denny's there get robbed all the time. They and can't make out with that yeah. much money, I think. They just can't. Well, no, they hit like four at a time. So we were like the fourth one. And they had apparently like shot people at the previous one. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jeez but I, didn't, I wasn't aware of this. And um, I had just made money that day. And I'm stupid. And I'm like counting my money in the air. <laughs> I don't know why. I was so proud. And then they walk in and they're like, put your money in the ground. I was like, uh, I no. No, I worked hard for that. I was stupid. I did, not, I did not know how to handle that situation. Because I was like, you know, these guys don't work. They're just doing this and taking money from people that do work. So I was mad. I know. Here's the thing. When no I hear logic. that, there's let's just talk about the robbery. Now I don't I don't advocate <laughs> for anybody being robbed. I don't I don't yeah. advocate for anybody to have any weapons that can harm people. But if I were a robber, Robbing a Denny's isn't fiscally responsible. It's not. It's the worst thing ever. Why would you go to a Denny's? Why would you risk that amount of prison time for yeah, a Denny's? For $11 oh. <laughs> on a great night. They're better off stealing the food from Denny's and oh, selling it. Yes. Then the cash register. That is a fact. But they hit several of them that night. So they they pay but, they're $17. but they're also robbing they, the people inside the Denny's. Does that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that not here's, help? Here's what you're not well, listening to. That means you have to hope that there are at least 70 people in said Denny's <laughs> to get their money. And even if there are 70 people in Denny's, somebody has to rise up and hurt the people that's trying to rob them. This doesn't make sense. And anyway, they gotta be carrying cash. They gotta be gotta carrying be cash, cash, not cards. Not physically responsible. So totally Kev, weird. now we talk about fans, man. Give me one of your best fan moments ever. What has been, uh, what have been some stick outs to you to where fans man. have made your day? I've never been asked that question. Hey brother, that's what it's all about. Probably fans, I wanted to go to London, mm -hmm. didn't have any idea how to get there. Uh-oh, hold on. Hold that thought right now because we're about to take a break. We're going to take a break <laughs> and we're going to come right back because that's about to be fire and I don't want us to get interrupted right, no in problem. the middle of it. That ain't no problem. We'll be back with more Kicking It With Clay Yeah. Uh -huh.
crib, we blow by the O, it's cause you already know, it ain't in the joint, we don't even smoke it, I keep a bitch getting stoned, we waking and baking, puffing the J, she told me that I'm a new favorite, how much do we blaze, a hundred a day, say they got the good, but what the pack smell like, feel like it's a dream, but now we back to real life, it's incredible, I got flowers, wax, inhalers, edibles, all shit you never saw, all at my bake sale Roll another one Help me think well I stay with the plane, I'm slinging them things Y'all know we ain't new to this Let's turn on the stove and call up some hoes Let's roll up and do this shit At my bake sale You know it Kicking with Clayton, you got my man KP here. We got some music. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we got some amazing people in the room. We got my man Hollywood KP. To yep. his left, we have the amazing, the amazingly beautiful Mac Trey. And then we got the engineer of the year, producer extraordinaire. We got my man Darren mm. on the ones and twos. We got my man Young Waz. I'm just, I'm just out of focus because I'm so, I'm tripping. I said, what's going on? I'm tripping. Normally you right there. Bam, bam, bam. You know what you didn't give? You didn't give me credit for how I just been keeping it tight the whole show. You You just took it for about one flow. That's that's society. That's not. That's what society, (laughs) that's what society does to you. They don't care about none of the good stuff. They don't care about none of it. Take a part. And I have my very special guest of the day. I have my man Kev on stage, Kevin Fresh. Now, as you were saying, I give it to me one of the best fan moments. Best fan moments has been helping me. Like you were saying, yeah. how can I help you? I wanted to go to London and had no idea mm-hmm. how to get there. Like, you know, how to book a venue, nowhere. Yeah. So I just put it out there like, yo, I want to go to London. People, one fan gave me 10 venues. Here's the one mm. you have. Here's the best address. Here's their site. They hold this many people on down the line. What? I can reach out for you. And the first venue on the list is where I end up having the show. How about that? So I've had fans, man, so many fans have found venues for me. Hawaii, the fan found mm. a venue for me, giving me discounts. So like that's, that is like, we working together yeah. at this point. Like I want to see you win, you yeah. know? So 
that's really been super helpful. Like, I want to help you out. I want to do stuff for you. Let me get you. Or I know a person. I'm going to get you for a discount. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got friends of mine who had huge, huge spaces, you know, give me for half off, you know, mm. free. And that's probably the best thing you could ever do is like help me make a better business decision. Yeah. Help me do something that I couldn't do on my own. Like yeah. if you want me to come to your city, help me out. Tag yeah, a theater, tag a promoter, yep. tag somebody who owns a space. And that has been like the best thing ever. Wow. Yeah. Great, great fans, man. Those yeah. are amazing. Willing fans. to support. Yeah. Like can't wait to give you 10 mm -hmm. for the special that comes out in three days. Can't wait. How can we like, find a special? You can go to kevonstage.com. You can always just go to kevonstage.com. Something, something will be, will be for something sale. Will be, yeah. like there will that. always be something for sale. <laughs> but my fans were like, because I was going back and forth, should I even sell it? I was like, mm. I'm going to just give it away for free and help, you know, prep for the new tour. My wife was like, first of all, you give away for free, people might not watch it because they might yeah. not respect it. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. So let people support you. Even if you don't make nothing but $100, yep. it's better to do that than give it away for free and people not respect yeah, it. People aren't and you work free. too hard. Mm -hmm. She was yeah. like, you work too hard to just give it away. You didn't, you put money and time and, you know, effort into it. So kevonstage.com. I like it. Documentary available now. You can watch that. It's called... Um, the documentary, there is a name to it. Okay. Let's Kevin hear it. on stage is called, uh, <laughs> we changed the name a couple of times. We figured it out the last second. Calculated risk. I love it. Calculated risk. Kevin on stage documentary. You know, when we talk about these fan moments, dude, I I run into so many fans that make my day when I least expect it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. It's different than when you go to a comedy show and you get done performing. Somebody's like, hey, man, I watch your stuff or I've been following yeah. this. Or, I right. see this show. And you'd be like, oh, thanks, man, which is always appreciated. But a fan moment that stuck out to me this week, yesterday I had, what's today? Today's Friday. Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, I had an audition, right, for How to Get Away with Murder. And it's hey. my favorite show. I love it. Is really? It's Your my favorite, favorite show. I love mysteries. So anyway, um, I get out of the car to go to the audition, and there's this Uber driver that lets this woman out the car, and he pulls up, and he's like, hey, man. I was like, hey, uh, what's up, brother? He's like, hey, man, I just want to tell you I'm a huge fan. Uh, I love you what you're doing. And I was like, thank you so much, man, because I was like, I was in my nerves about yeah, the right, situation. Right, right. And um, I know I didn't get the role, but it was one of those things where, <laughs> where, where I was like, well, at least they know me now. But, you yeah. know. But he made my, like, you know, fans just come out of nowhere. So uh, coming up right now, I need to know, Jenny, come grab one of these mics. Come over here because I thought she was coming back before we got out of here. Tell us what you got coming up and how we can find you. We're going to start with you. Uh, the <laughs> way you Trey. said didn't get the role. Didn't oh, I didn't get, get that role. Ah, as soon uh, as I walked out. They started shooting it the next day. I was like, I didn't get that role. <laughs> and what, what makes it worse about me not getting the role is the casting directors were like hyping me up. Like They were like, oh, yeah. All right, cool. Give it to us like this. I gave it to them like that. Then I messed up one of the things. He's like, no, no, no. That's good. I like the energy. This is great energy because there's going to be a bigger part of this. Um, Keep doing, do this and then look at her. I'm like, cool. And I do it. And I walk out like, all right, cool. That was solid. And a lot of auditions go well, people, and you will get something else or that casting office will bring you back for another project. Yes. Right, right. But they were hyping me up so tough. I was like, all right, well, my agent will call me in like 10 minutes and be like, you got it. And uh, that did not happen. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, uh, Mac Trey, what's coming up for you? How can we find you? Awesome. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and SoundCloud, M-A-C underscore T-R-E-S. Um, my first EP is coming out on Black Friday, so that's Congrats. next Friday. Yep. Yeah, you can find it on SoundCloud. And I will be performing next Wednesday at The Satellite. I love um, it. It's free, 21 plus, so come watch me perform. Nice. Jenny, what's coming up for you? How can we find you? What's up, guys? I have my first sci-fi film, actually. I didn't Congrats. think I didn't think I could be like a superhero because of my size and stuff, and I don't look very oh. intimidating, but... Apparently they thought so because with powers it don't matter how big you are. Exactly, right? like, that's very true. Ant Man. 
Yeah. Um, so I have that coming out on Hulu next year. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Nice. Um, you can find me on IG at official Jenny Babis. <laughs> That's how yeah. little Jenny knows about Ant Man. And she thinks he's an ant the whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got Ant Man. KP, what's coming up? How can we find you? Hey, man, y'all know y'all can find me at Hollywood KP. I'm you just booked there. a movie. Uh, you know, it, randomly. What's the movie? Uh, it's called Nick of Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Little Fizz is starring in it, if anybody knows of course. Little Fizz. Yeah, okay. B2K. Legendary. Yeah, I play uh, Lil Fizz's uh, thug brother. Okay. I don't know why they thought I would be a thug. Hey, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what surprised thug me. Thug is about the heart. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand, Fizz is probably 152 soaking wet. So you could be his thug brother. And I want you to get him on the show, y'all. Talk about yeah, the whole I'll, movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kev, what is coming up aside from the special? How can we find the special? How, what's the special going to cost? And give us all the info. Kevonstage.com. The special is $10. Nice. Merch is available as well. And I'm going on tour next year, starting February. So check uh, local listings, which is kevonstage.com, to see when I'll be in a city near you. 50 plus dates, so I'm coming somewhere near you, at least an hour. <laughs> Unless you live in Montana or Wyoming, I'm sorry. You got to go somewhere else. Oh, I yeah. love it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can always find me, IamClaytonThomas.com. You can definitely follow your boy on Instagram, Team Clayton Thomas on Instagram, Facebook, uh uh, everywhere podcasts are heard you can hear this podcast if you want to see the video version of this podcast you can go to my youtube which is i'm clayton thomas but you'll find all those links at my website i am clayton thomas.com you'll find hoodies you'll find t-shirts i got some from the big dudes i got some for the big girls i got some for everybody ladies and gentlemen when i look around the room i see nothing but talented people and people that are going prosperously into their future and i thank everybody for listening to this i want to thank you to my engineer darren thank you to my cameraman young wise ladies and gentlemen you're kicking it with Clay! 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 Clay!